Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. How come my thing doesn't say we're recording? Oh, now it does. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. Does it sound bad? It sounds okay. Oh, God. Is this the intro to the podcast? (laughs) Awesome. Hey, everyone. We missed you. Uh, Hello. Oh, God. Hello, antibiotics. <laughs> Welcome to Sports, the podcast that is just a big old question mark in general today. Uh, I'm Katie Nolan. That's Jay. Hey. And uh, here's today's question. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. It is producer Camille. Um, I was making dinner last night, and my boyfriend was Woo! trying to tell me how to make Scared me. food that he could have made himself. So I was just wondering if there's any non-sports thing you think you are an armchair expert at or something you could give advice on but couldn't necessarily do yourself. Anyway, thanks. Love you guys. Mean it. I don't think we've ever heard producer Camille's voice before. I was trying to think about it. I don't, I I don't, if you guys took, maybe took a voicemail from her before my time. Oh, potentially, but I just don't remember because that was a thousand pods ago. That was 15 years ago. Uh, let's go ahead and start by saying we're at a, do we, should we address it or should we just go with this sounding like we're on the phone together? Uh, we could tell the people what's going on. Just real quick. We'll get into it afterwards in more detail, but Jay is at, I assume his house. Yeah. And I am at my house and we're using some internet software to make you what we're going to call a podcast. (laughs) Uh, but to answer Camille's question, which was her Boyfriend, it feels so weird doing it on my couch. Her boyfriend, <laughs> um, it's like way too well lit in here. Uh, oh, yeah. So she, there's no Will Kane at all. I so don't hard. like. I just need him to stare at me. I'm learning now. That's the thing that motivates me. <laughs> uh, so is there any? Oh, she even said non-sports thing. Because I was going to say yeah. yes, sports. So anything yeah. you think you're an armchair expert at that you give advice on but you couldn't do yourself, I would say everything. I the on the ongoing uh, joke uh, in our office is there's always notes, and it's because I always have notes. I always am like, you can make this better, like this. I do it to you with edits, Jay. I'm like, do this, make it more shiny, and you're like, I don't know, that's not helpful. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but just make it so. <laughs> so yeah, everything. Yeah. What about yeah, you, Jay? It's well, also I everything. Like, I felt like she was asking this question as a neg to me. She was like, what it do is. you think That's... you can talk about that you actually don't know anything about? And I'm like, oh, uh, everything I talk about all the time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about uh, advice, though? Are you ever, like, telling people how to do something that you're like, I actually couldn't do that? I think, like, city planning. Interesting. I'm always like, why are the roads like this? What they should do is make this road go this way. And then it's like, totally. yeah, there's a lot of other stuff involved, lady. It was very hard to build a city, but we built yeah. it on rock and roll. We did. Yeah, that's a great answer. I, I was <laughs> going to say, like, cocktail making. I feel like Ooh. when I'm at a bar, I'm like, why would he put that much this in there? When, like, in reality, I make a cocktail at my house. And I'm like, this is perfectly adequate, but nowhere near as good as. Have you ever tried know. to muddle something at your house and you use, like, everything out of your silverware drawer? And you're <laughs> like, God, this is stupid. This was a dumb idea. And you just end up getting, like, juice all over your face. <laughs> no, I haven't. But it sounds like you have. I've Multiple times. That's why I was like, oh, maybe this is a shared experience. But halfway through, you were like, no, not at all. This is just you. 
I've no. used every type of spoon. I've used the back end of a lot of wooden spoons. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know. I can see that. I just am a if I'm at my house, I like will slice a peel of an orange and feel like I've really gone a long way. Like you did it. Well, look, yeah. I went grocery shopping for the first time in probably two years Whoa. yesterday. So congratulations. Let's get into it. Wait, with Ashley not here though, if you want to Leave off a voicemail. What? Leave off a voicemail. What? Leave off a voicemail. Okay, eight six oh five oh six seven one. Uh, friendly banter. Hi, Jay. Hey, Katie. How are you? You feeling oh, any better? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, okay. Here's the deal, everyone. We're in a global pandemic. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> this. Is, imagine somebody's listening to the podcast and they're like, we're what? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, man. Sir, don't get your news from us. I hate to break it to you. It's called the coronavirus or COVID-19, and it's spreading like a pandemic. It's yep. what happens. Yeah. Well, Jay, what's the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic? I think an epidemic is more local, right? It has an epicenter, and a pandemic is global pan across the world. Whoa, he's doing it again, folks. What's up, Camille? Here oh, I am. Oh, there's also endemic. What's, what's endemic? Well, now if you Google either of these words, it just comes up with coronavirus. Doesn't, en- doesn't endemic mean that it's like within the system? Pandemic refers to an epidemic that has spread over several countries or continents. Yeah, so you were right. Yeah. Oh, what's a plague? Ooh, this is a deep, this is a dark hole, Katie. I know, I know. We're going to start dark <laughs> and then we're going to get light. Okay. Uh, a pandemic, epidemic, similar ones like outbreak and endemic. Oh, what's the difference? I thought. Oh, here we go. Endemic refers to the constant presence and/or usual prevalence of a disease in a geographic population. That doesn't clear that Mm. up for me. Mm. So it's like it comes from a specific place. It's endemic too. Okay. Hyperendemic refers to persistent high levels of disease well above what is that in other populations. Oh, like Mm -hmm. HIV is hyperendemic. Okay. Right. Right. Outbreak is the same definition as epidemic. We're just educating the people here. That one guy who just found out about yeah. COVID-19. <laughs> Outbreak carries the same definition as an epidemic, but is often used to describe more limited geographic event and pandemic we got. A, a, a plague is not an epidemiologic term. Oh, my God. Epidemiolo- epidemiologic? Yeah, I'll take Epi- it. Epidemiologic. Okay. No, term. <laughs> Epidemiology sounds easier than epidemiologic. Okay, term, but one that refers specifically to a contagious bacterial disease characterized by fever. And, all right, well, now we've learned that. So anyway, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, sure are. I had a cough. I still do a little bit. And I just got, I know, look, this was the weirdest thing about this situation that we're in, as Jay takes a sip from his seltzer. Uh, is that we, you have to either, you're just, how do I put this the right way? I just want a parent to make the call. This is what I miss having an adult because I just, you just want someone to go, Hey, I know you're not that sick. Stay home. Because otherwise you play through in your head, the possibility that you're not that sick. You're overreacting. You stay home and everyone's like, you're faking. And you're like, I'm not, I just didn't know what to do. So I had gone, I attended a conference in Boston with like hundreds or maybe thousands, I don't know, of people. And then about like a couple of days later, I didn't feel good. 
And uh, I saw a tweet about how, um, what was it, like a day later, I guess? But I saw a tweet about there was a Boston, there was a conference in Boston the week before where like one guy had coronavirus, went to this conference of like 100 people and like, or 200 people and 70 people got it. And so I was like, oh no, this is just, I have a cough, I don't feel good and that, and I was just like, I'm just going to stay home. So I've been staying home. Ashley's been sick for five weeks. Five, at least. <laughs> she has been nonstop sick. And I remember when coronavirus, I was going to say first came out, like it dropped an album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, remember it. I remember them back before anybody knew about them, okay? <laughs> Name three of their songs. <laughs> but when it first happened, Ashley was coughing all over the office and she kept being like, it's not coronavirus. It's not coronavirus. And then when she still had that cough, I was like, hey, I think you should go back to the doctor. Uh, So she's still pretty sick. I think she got x-rays of her lungs. I think she's okay. Did they get her the results yet? I haven't heard that she has the results yet. Yeah, so she's just, I mean, rightfully panicking. Um, She's also, you know, a lot of us are like, if you get it, you're healthy. It's fine. Ashley, as we've talked about on this pod multiple times, has uh, health issues that we just look out for her. So she is resting. Um, but anyway, the whole point of what I was saying, we're in our houses, Mm. things are crazy. Um, I went grocery shopping. Oh my God. Jay, I've never, I don't. I know. And here's the reason people will say it's cause I'm lazy and maybe those people are right. But the other side of the coin is if I have food in my house, I feel like I should be eating it all the time. That doesn't make any logical sense. It's just the way my brain goes. I'm like, oh, that's right. I have those Ritz crackers. I guess I am kind of hungry. I'm not hungry. So the way I've found to give myself self-imposed self-control is to not have food in my house and just order food. I understand that's a luxury. I know that. I don't spend my money on purses and clothes and shoes. I spend it on Grubhub. (laughs) And I eat a delicious meal whenever I'd like to. But now... I assumed that at some point they're going to shut down the ability to get food delivered to your house. Who knows? So I walked across the street and I went to the grocery store and I bought the most random assortment of foods. Give me a, if, give me a rundown. It doesn't um, make any sense, Jay. I almost don't want to do it. I walked in. I walked in and it was packed. I walked in and it was packed with people and I was like, Gah, I don't want to do this. I looked at the line. I was like, ew. So I just did like the first two, I tried to go to the first two aisles and then I just was like, this is enough food and my basket's heavy. I'm going to go now. But what I didn't think through is like, I didn't get, I should have gotten eggs. I didn't, I should have gotten like milk or cheese or anything cold. I didn't make it to the refrigerated or dairy aisle (laughs) or beverages. I didn't even make it to cereal. I did. I got every, I got a, I'm an Italian. So I got a like nine, 10 boxes of pasta. Nice. I got four jars of tomato sauce. That's a lot. I got, um, for the 10 boxes of pasta, that's enough. Okay. I got uh, <laughs> some sweet Italian sausage. I got, uh, they were out of ground beef. I wanted to make meatballs. I wanted to get some beef and some pork and make my own meatballs. But they were like, listen, Julia Childs, this is an outbreak. You need to get home. <laughs> You're not, this is not like Katie tries to be a chef. It's like get food that will help you sustain. So then I just got yeah. four chicken breasts and some sweet Italian sausage and Oreos and Teddy Grahams and Ritz oh, crackers. Okay. <laughs> 
Man, I haven't had Teddy Grahams in so long. That sounds good. And string cheese. And that's not just a sampling of what I got. That's it in its entirety. Uh, I didn't. And when I got home and I was unpacking the bags, I was like, what the f*** did you buy, you (laughs) 12-year-old? But good good news is the the grocery store is right across the street from me. I can go back. I'm not going to. Um. But yeah, oh, I also got olive oil. I thought ahead enough to be like, you don't have anything to cook all this stuff in. So we got mm. olive oil. That's important. Yeah. I don't, Did you I'm, get like toilet paper, paper towels, those sorts of things? No, I, I order those from Amazon um, in big, like big in, bulk. Bulk, in bulk anyway. And then I store them in my kitchen because I live alone and I have a lot of extra space. Um, nice. So I just have, I've had paper towels stocked in my uh, kitchen for three years. Right. And as you don't ever cook, you probably still have a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. And I also try to use a towel. I mean, I have a washer dryer, so I try to use a towel as much as I can so that I don't have to use a paper towel and be bad for the environment. That's nice. You know, speak, are you out of toilet paper? No, I'm good. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I watched a show once called Extreme Cheapskates where a woman used up, used cut up shards of a t-shirt as toilet paper. Oh yeah. And I was just going to recommend that you do that and journal your experience so that you can share it with us on the podcast. Oh, I, I'm good. But anybody who wants to do that, there oh, is no, a subreddit. I say anybody. <laughs> I would say literally anybody. I wouldn't throw it out there that anybody should try and poop onto a t-shirt. Well, not, okay. If you do, though, uh, of all the t-shirts that you own, which one would you use to wipe your poop? Uh... There's like an old gray one that I very, it's in the drawer that I know I'm not going to wear. Like I thought it would be like specific, like, oh, one time I went to a Tool concert. I'm not really into them anymore. <laughs> I'd probably yeah. chop that up. Yeah. I have a t-shirt that says classy as that uh-huh. I, I bought because I was like, oh, I like that it says, and I never wear because it says, so I'd probably use that one. <laughs> I've just found that I'm I'm exactly that level of badass. I'll buy the shirt, but I will not wear it outside because no. I don't want to offend someone's child. That makes sense. It doesn't. It's so dumb. Why do I own that shirt? I don't know. You bought it. I think you should wear it to work. Ah, Ashley would get mad. Well, Ashley would have stopped us before I asked you what t-shirt you could poop on. She would have, but she's not I'm here today, so it's good. we're going to go to nap. Oh, God, get out of ass. We does what we want. Um, so listen, here's the deal. So we decided we would do this podcast. I know the audio's bad. Jay gets it. Uh, it's all going to be garbage, but um, everything sucks right now. Um, in case you don't know, random guy that just found out we're in a pandemic, uh, they have canceled the or postponed the – NBA season, the NHL season, the start of the baseball season, uh, the March Madness tournament has been canceled for men and women. Uh, the cops are here. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, the what else? The the uh, oh uh, XFL Premier, was canceled. Premier League, Premier League canceled. Suspended. How about Suspended. Champions League? Uh, I don't think they've suspended Champions League yet. But I the Players' Championship I saw yesterday was going to be no fans, and now I think that got canceled. How about this? The Masters canceled. The Masters, yeah. yeah. I got a notification. We're at the point now where there's so many things getting canceled that I got a notification today that came 
before, like London Marathon delayed, USA Basketball suspending all events. And then it was like Masters canceled. And I'm like, okay, who cares about those other? Like it's at the point where we now have to power rank which ones matter to us and which ones don't. Everything's mm-hmm. canceled. Uh, men's Olympic qualifying, CONCACAF is canceled. Boston Marathon postponed. That's nuts. Yeah. They pushed it to September 14th. Uh, what else is nuts about the Boston Marathon being postponed is that they had to ask, like, please don't run it anyway. Right. Because it's a marathon. You can just be like, let's organize and we'll we'll do it. You know, people could just right. do it on their own. You really don't need, like, referees or anything. I mean, I know I'm overstating this. Like, I'm oversimplifying it, but. Yeah, totally. They had to it's be like, hey, hey, don't do it. Um, masters. I don't know if I said canceled. I meant postponed. Uh, and then there's like, this is what I'm talking about. Torch relay suspended due to crowd. Like, okay. Yeah. Like we're busy. All English (laughs) football postponed till April 3rd. Champions league also suspended. Yeah. My God. And like a lot of premier league man, like the McKellar Teta had, has it. And a lot of premier league players have it. A lot of NBA yeah. players have it. That's the other thing. Um, when we found out that, um, what's his face? Rudy Gobert Rudy had Gobert. it. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, as we'll call him for the rest of time. Uh, <laughs> when we found out he had it, I was like, this makes sense. I, and like Tom Hanks happened on the same day. Here's the thing, guys. When you look at those numbers of, you know, I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation, and I'm not going to act like I'm a doctor. But when you look at the numbers that are out there, even the lowest estimates, estimates you don't think in terms of like yeah that's going to be a bunch of famous people it's going to be a bunch of athletes like there's going to be people in every population that is affected and one of those populations is like damn a lot of famous people are going to get this i hope old famous people don't tom hanks is who made me realize that my mom is in the quote-unquote elderly class this whole Mm -hmm. time people were like only the really old will be affected and i was like well i don't have any living grandparents so i'm not as immediately worried i mean my boyfriend's grandma was like oh that's my biggest worry. And then I realized like, oh, my mom's in her 60s. That's technically, she'll kill me for saying it, but that's technically <laughs> in this definition, elderly. So right. I don't know. It's scary. It's one of those weird things where you have to just be overly cautious and it feels stupid and it feels like you're overreacting, but just stay home. Hmm. Just totally. chill. Like I'm built for this life other than the not available food situation. <laughs> like the idea that I have to cancel all my plans is like, a relief. It is a, it is like a welcome to my world. I see people online freaking out. Like, what am I going to do at home for two weeks? I'm like two weeks, make it six. I'll I thrive. <laughs> I thrive. with nobody oh. around to tell me that I have to shower. I am thriving Crushing on my couch. It. The only problem that I've noticed, um, and this is obviously the smallest problem in the world, right? That right now, let me preface this with that. Uh, there's like an overload on the servers of the video games I like to play oh because gosh. everybody's home. So like Red Dead Redemption online uh, is like glitching a bunch. Is it? I haven't yeah. gotten in, but I was getting ready to to dip into that. Man, I my posse. I'm like level, I'm like gotta, level two, so I just keep getting killed by random people. And they well, if you want to join my posse, Jay, all right, you're more maybe. than welcome to. It's called Katie's Kissy Boys. Uh, <laughs> you're more than welcome to join. I didn't name it. My boyfriend did. (laughs) You can join us. We mount up. Uh, I'm currently running like a moonshine operation. I've also doing some trade and collecting. So like, I'm more than happy to show you the ropes. I heard trading is where the money's at. 
well, I was bounty, it is. With bounty hunting and then my friend was like, that's the sucker's move. Yeah, bounty hunting doesn't pay you as much as you want it to. But yeah, you would think. But trading, I cannot get the guy who runs your trading is called Crips. I can't get him to be like, thank you, that's enough. You have to keep killing and giving it to him. And every time you stop giving him things you've killed, he's like, I'm halting operations. We don't have enough carcasses. I'm like, I just can't even send him deer. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's very stressful. That's the thing. I like people are like, I miss working. I'm like, play video games because if your brain is a certain kind of crazy like mine is, you can learn to treat video games like your job. Like, I'm like, yeah. man, my boss is really riding me. He keeps asking me for more deer carcasses. <laughs> and then meanwhile, while I'm going to get the deer, I'm getting a, a text from my other boss that's like, moonshine's ready to be delivered. And I'm like, hold on one second. I'm getting carcasses for my, I'm just serving too many masters. Yeah, it's, it's tough out there. So anyway, I recommend you, I recommend you all play video games. The only thing I don't like about Red Dead Online is that people just ride up on you and kill you. And you're like, okay, I get it. Good job, everyone. You rode up on me and killed me. Congrats. Now what? Like, you're going to just do this all night? Go away from me. I'm trying to, my boss is really riding me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, cool. Well, that's exciting. What's your horse's name? Uh, Ace. Oh, mine's Burt Reynolds. That's good. My name's Meryl Streep. Your name's Meryl Streep? Uh-huh. What's my name? I forget. It's, it's okay to not remember. So anyway, we decided that we would do this podcast to try to cheer everybody up. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird that we are uniquely suited in the sports media world to handle this moment because we don't ever talk about sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then it just so happens that we are uniquely not qualified to do this because we are the podcast that's always sick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a real convergence of our two areas of expertise. Uh-huh. And so here's where we have arrived. We're going to do a bracket, even though the reason we do brackets is canceled. That's true. <laughs> We're going to do a bracket of best things you can binge watch right now. Yeah. Now, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. We got 32. We normally only do 16. We're like 40 minutes into the podcast and we haven't even started it yet. So (laughs) it's going to be a mess, but we're all learning this together. We're figuring it out together. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. Let's not forget. Yes, I think so. Also, let's not forget that the president of U.S. soccer resigned. Five you ish. want good news. <laughs> you want good news. Carlos Cordero. Cordero? I always forget. Cordero. Sure. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He's gone. He gone. He gone. Goodbye. Yes. Lock him or let him out and then no, shut. Don't let the cage them. hit you on the way out. Yeah. He gone. Yeah. Bye. So uh, before we get into this bracket and this thing called a podcast, today's podcast also brought to you. Nope. Originally, first one brought to you. <laughs> uh, Jay, dare I ask you how you'd like me to do a LinkedIn ad read? Oh, yeah. You you shall ask. Uh, I think you should do this ad read as Mark Wahlberg in between takes trying to mentor his stunt double. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> No, I like the way you're doing it, but I do it a little different. Perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person, 
Say hi to your mother for me. Open <laughs> jobs will match you, the right talent, with your open role fast. Speaking of fast, why are you running like that? Is that how you think I run? I feel like I run a little bit more manly. I'm Mark Wahlberg. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. And LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for. So you can hire the right person fast. Did I already say that? No. Both of those paragraphs and with the word fast. That's great. Now, things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. I need you to have all these. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. Just like I thought you matched me perfectly as my double, but you gained a little bit of weight. <laughs> have you tried SlimFast? <laughs> That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. Not, not with SlimFast, but by <laughs> people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. <laughs> no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Again, what I thought you were until I noticed you're also afraid of getting hit in face by the baseball bat. <laughs> I know it's not fun. I don't want to do it either. But that's what I hired you. One of us has to want to get hit in the face with a baseball bat. <laughs> Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash Katie. Again, that's linkedin.com slash Katie to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Also, you're fired. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much. It also felt very long. Yeah. It's, also, well, it's also super weird to talk with your hands, doing an impression when you're alone. Yeah, I bet. I bet. All it's right. An exciting time here in COVID-19. <laughs> Still a lot of people uh, walking around outside in Hoboken. Yeah, it's... I think there's less people outside than usual, but I can't really tell over here in Brooklyn. Did you see the hysteria caused by Chris Brown's Instagram story last night? No. What happened? Apparently he posted like a voicemail from somebody that was like, hey, I have a friend who works in the government who said they're going to lock down the entire country. So actually she said New York City. New York City is going to be on lockdown. So go grocery shopping right now. Get all the things that are required because there's not going to be any sort of any sort of warning. You're just going to find out and you're going to be locked. Up. I'm like, why would they do that? Why would they lock it down without warning you? Yeah. People wild. would die because they wouldn't have food in their apartments. I don't think I mean, I think that. From what I read about Italy, it's the lockdowns are enforced, but they're not like completely like. I think it's, it's like just to do what I was saying before. It's to get people to feel like it's okay to not leave their house. Right. Because up until now, it's like you kind of have to hope your boss understands. If they right. issue a lockdown, it's like, hey, I'm not coming. Like right. I had a shoot this weekend in LA. I'm really bummed I had to cancel. I was very, very excited to be a part of this thing and I had to cancel it. And I felt like. Like my, I said to them, I was like, I don't think I can, I don't want to fly to LA. I don't want to get stuck there. I don't want like air travel to be canceled. I just, I'm not coming. 
And they were like, oh, you want to do it next weekend? And I was like, I don't think you're understanding. <laughs> I don't think you're understanding what's happening right now. But like totally. if, the, if the, you know, president or whatever is like, everyone's on lockdown, then people like that will be like, oh, okay, this is a thing. You know, right. it, it relieves right. people of having to make individual calls instead of just whatever. Either way, let's make a right, Chris Brown. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Chris Brown did something irresponsible. Well, I'm so shocked. <laughs> so, okay, the bracket. Was there a big news thing that happened that we forgot that wasn't any of this cancellation stuff? Or did we want to talk at all? I mean, we can, but we don't have to. I feel like, what's your opinion on Rudy Gobert? Uh, honestly, like, I, I think it's kind of, he's you kind French. of said it before. Mind that he's French. What's my opinion on Rudy Gobert? Well, first of all, gotta love the guy for coming across the pond and excelling in the sport sure. that he barely play but. in his homeland. But uh, but it's pretty irresponsible to have flu-like symptoms and be like, I'm good, let's play. Well, uh, and also you saw he was touching all the microphones. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. I, and I saw somebody write an article kind of like this and get torn up for it. I believe Rudy Gobert is, is uh, worthy of criticism. I think we should absolutely be criticizing it. I also think... Pot calling the kettle black. A lot of people until recently were like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to use all this hand sanitizer. I'm going to touch your, like, you know what I mean? People right. were doing that. And right. like, yeah, it sucks. And I felt so bad as soon as it happened. I was like, man, this guy's going to get torn apart when he had to have gotten it from someone. Right. Of course. Like I, that's, I was afraid when I was like, do I not go to work? Do I not whatever? If it were to get out that I'm, sick but i don't think i have it am i now patient zero of the sloan sports analytics conference like i just it's this weird thing of like because we found out he had it first he's now he's patient zero that it's literally what he was called on television for the nba and then everyone's like they only canceled the season because of rudy gobert it's like you don't know he might have gotten it from i'm not saying he got it from donovan mitchell but you never really know who got it first and who had just like dormant symptoms or who has it but is asymptomatic it's just kind of crazy, like everybody piling on him. Just we'll chill out. He I, yeah. he put out a statement yesterday that was like, "I am embarrassed and I'm sorry." And I think it was really exactly what he had to say. And I think everyone yeah. should just kind of chill and worry about themselves right now. Well, that's the thing about this situation in general. It's it's so scary because for two weeks you don't feel anything potentially, yeah. and so then it's like, how could you be to blame if you feel totally good and you go to work because that's what you're expected to do? And also we live in a world where Michael Jordan flu game is a phrase that calls to mind to everybody this moment where a great athlete fought through and persevered against a virus. So for Rudy to be like, I want to play tonight, I feel fine. That's not seen as irresponsible to him. That's seen as like, I'm... I, I'm an athlete. I got this. Right. If I if I say I don't feel good because I I've been puking, then it's like, oh, I'm a baby. Like that's the mentality we we just like demand of our athletes. And yeah. then when they act that way, we're like, whoa, that's super irresponsible. Like, of course, athletes think they're invincible. Of course, he touched every mic and was like, I'm not going to get your puny little virus because that's how they have to think to play the way that they play at such a high level. Right. But it was super irresponsible, and here we are. But just, like, stop with the death threats to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't his fault that they canceled the season or any of, like, you know. It could have been anybody. It was go- if it wasn't happen. him, it was going to be somebody else. Right. That's how the numbers work. Somebody was going to get it. Yeah. It's math. Uh, yeah. All right. So I guess we'll just do this bracket. Because we could, talk about, we could talk about this endlessly. Endlessly. But I've got Italian sausages to make, so. You do. 
because it's two forty-seven. Are you going to do, do them on the grill? Are you going to do I, them on the grill? I'm sorry, on the <laughs> grill. I live in an apartment. I am going to do them. I'm going to. I'll probably maybe I'll break open the casings and crumble them up and mix them into the sauce and then put that on Ooh. the pasta. I'm good. just realizing I forgot grated cheese, which is really important. Do you think I can just chop up a bunch of string cheese? <laughs> that's definitely one choice or you could walk back across the street oh that sounds so hard to walk back outside <laughs> what if i catch it yeah well it's the risk you gotta take all right so here's what we did we picked jay explain your reasoning on four plus seasons uh so when i started thinking about this uh i was thinking about okay we want to Right now, obviously, everyone is at home, and so what the best thing to do at home is binge-watch television. And then when you start thinking about the best shows to binge-watch, if you look at every show available, the list is 2,000 shows. So I decided we should make it four-plus seasons only because, A, that's a binge. That's a real binge. You know what I mean? If it's a two-season show, you can watch it in a day. Like, if it's four or five seasons and there's 80 episodes and they're an hour each, you literally can't watch it in a day. Yeah. And then on, on top of that, like, it just gave us a little bit of parameters because we could do a whole other bracket of less than four season shows you could binge. We could. And maybe we whole, will. There's a whole mess of, like, like, freaks, like, Freaks and Geeks is two seasons, and obviously but you should absolutely watch list. it. Yeah. But Freaks and Geeks, you can watch in a day. So. Yeah, that's fair. Binge. Yeah, that's the reasoning. Okay, so we're only doing shows that have four-plus seasons and shows that are available now. We do 32 because Jay couldn't narrow it down to 16. <laughs> I think this is a terrible idea. You're going to, like, the more shows you include, the more people you offend. Uh, Listen. We are also down a host, so it's only, uh, it's only rational to believe that there's going to be shows neither of us have seen. Yeah, it's true. Um, and- I apologize we, to that man. Uh, we, that we, we owe the people our best shot. We're all here to have fun, folks. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. Sports. Okay. So <laughs> what Jay did was he put these 32 shows into a random bracket generator, and that bracket generator seeded them for us. That being said, it seated them one through 32 all on the same side of the bracket. So we decided the numbers don't make any sense anyways, because one versus 32 is not a matchup that would ever happen. Um, But we are just going to, so don't worry about the, literally don't worry about the seating because we don't have it. We split it up into divisions. We're just going to go through the first round matchups. First round matchups are going to be Weeds versus Archer. Cheers. Versus Curb Your Enthusiasm. Homeland versus 30 Rock. X-Files versus Dexter. Uh, Sopranos versus Community. Orange is the New Black versus The Americans. Shameless versus The Wire. Ballers versus Mad Men. Ballers. That's only 16. We still have 16 more. Shit's Creek versus The Good Place. Daria versus Parks and Recreation, The Office versus Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Breaking Bad versus The West Wing, Californication versus Veep. Jade, this is so stupid. Downton Abbey versus <laughs> Vampire Slayer, Game of Thrones versus Lost in the first oh. round, True Blood versus The Affair, and that's it. Let's 
start because holy <laughs> shit. Weeds versus Archer. Quick catch up. Weeds is eight seasons long. It's available on Netflix. It aired originally on Showtime, correct? Yeah. 30 minute episodes. It's about a widowed suburbanite, Nancy Botwin, played by Mary Louise Parker. She's stunning in this role. Uh, she starts growing and selling marijuana to make enough money to support her family after her family's, uh, her husband's unexpected death leaves them in big debt. She has associates in her pot growing business, which include Andy, her brother in law, pot smoking city councilman Doug Wilson. That's uh, what's his face? Kevin. Kevin yep. Uh, then there's the business of trying to keep little things secret from people like her neighbor, Celia. Uh, what year? I wish I knew what year that came out. Uh, Was that yeah. pre-Breaking Bad, break, Breaking Bad kind of? Uh, Weeds started in 2005, uh, and Breaking Bad started in 2008. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the it was like the precursor. Uh, Archer is a cartoon. It follows the exploits of eight dysfunctional secret agents and supporting staff of the International Secret Intelligence Service. <laughs> also known as ISIS. Um, it was before ISIS became a thing we said a lot. It's just, that's how it is. Uh, it's a fictional New York-based intelligence agency. Um, it's on Hulu. There's 10, 10 seasons. I think they're in their 10th season comes out this, oh no, huh. the 11th season comes out in May. Yeah, Episodes are like 20, 20-ish minutes long. There's 110 of them. So yeah. Weeds versus Archer. Whew. Now, here's the thing. Archer is one of those shows that's not um, – I don't know if this helps or hurt with binge, but like Archer I can put on anytime. You can watch an episode and then you can go to bed. Um, Weeds is like, yeah, you got to follow this. You got to watch well, them in order, obviously. So later seasons of Archer become story-based. Do so I think like the first five or so, I'm estimating, are all like individual episodes. And then they started doing story arc seasons. And so the last few seasons have been – um, I don't want to give it away in case you're going to go binge it, but something happens to Archer. And so then there's like a specific uh, storyline that happens over the course of an entire season. And you like it. It's good. I, I love it. I love Archer. That's one of my favorite shows. So it's a tough call for me because I remember loving weeds in the moment, but I haven't watched it since it ended. Whereas yeah. Like Archer, so I was just going to say, if I had to pick which one of these I would watch right now, if you were like, which one do you want to watch weeds or Archer? I'd pick Archer. Right. But I think for somebody who's never seen Weeds, if they just start Weeds, I think yeah. it would be – I think it's a good – I think the question of if it's, like, what's more bingeable, if we're deciding, like, this is the best show to binge watch, Weeds beats Archer. I hate saying that because I love yeah, Archer. Yeah, I love Archer, uh, too. And Well, because it also – it keeps your mind – Right. You kind of the goal is to be like you want the story to suck you in. Whereas if you're going right. to start at the beginning of Archer, it's not going to suck you in right away. Yeah, I mean it does. People need to keep in mind. Funny, yeah, but people need to keep in mind that's what we're debating, right? Is like we're right. picking your your hold up for a few days uh, or weeks or whatever. It's going to um, a year. Who's to say? And like, <laughs> what should you binge watch? I think Weeds is a good choice. Actually, for this is what's going to be an issue for me with this bracket is like I forget everything about Weeds. So at the first season, there's the DEA agent who comes to town, mm -hmm. I believe. And that's sort of the story. I remember liking season. it. I don't remember I, it. Well, the other thing about Weeds, and you, I mean, you just said it essentially, but it's like you want to watch, you need to watch the next episode because it leaves like a really hanging thread that you're like, what the hell happens next? Yeah. So that's why it's more, I think that's why it moves on here. Okay. Are you going to keep track of what moves on? In sure. the sense that, like, 
uh, what if we, like, we don't have a pretty little bracket. I'm going to do it. We got okay. this. Okay. I'm so confused. I've never had to do this out of a dock before. I usually have paper and a pen. I'm an old. Okay. <laughs> Next matchup is Cheers versus Curb Your Enthusiasm. Cheers is the show about Boston. It's about <laughs> a bar. Sam uh, Malone, former relief pitcher of the Sox, owns a bar. He's snobby. Uh, Diane is snobby and beautiful and intelligent. She's forced to become a waitress because her fiance. She's always fighting with Sam. Eventually they fall in love. Spoiler alert. Everybody knows your name. There's Norm. There's Carla. There's <laughs> it's Boston. Dr. Frazier uh, Crane makes his first appearance. Oh, that's right. It's listen. a spinoff from you would yeah. love Frazier. Growing up, I remember watching <laughs> Frazier and being like, who's this for? And then I met you and was like, stop it. Kerber <laughs> uh, Enthusiasm is Seinfeld co-creator Larry David, of course. It's like a version of himself on an improvised show. It's, I know, I think Ashley hates it. That's, it would be very interesting to have her in this debate. She hates Seinfeld yeah. and she hates Curb. That sucks. I was like, you, we don't say that out loud to people. That's terrible. <laughs> and here we are daring her dirty laundry. I, well, no, she uh, said it. She's proud of it. I think it just makes her, like any situational thing, it makes her uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, you did it. It's not a pick. Like all of that makes her like, oh God. So right. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so anyway, there's that. So the Cheers is 11 seasons, 24-minute episodes. They have 275 of them. Curb Your Enthusiasm, 10 seasons, 98 episodes. Still going. Are some of them a half hour? Uh, I guess some of Yeah, Curb is usually half hour. I think there's a couple hour long. Summer, maybe, there's, okay. maybe there's a season yeah, of hour right. long. I can't remember. Um, I will say uh, it's Curb Your Enthusiasm moving on, so we don't have to spend that much time here. Yeah, for sure it's Curb, but pour one out for Cheers, which was, you know, Probably history's greatest sitcom. Never watched an episode. Katie. I've never watched a single episode. You should watch one episode. Have you ever been on the internet when every single person on the internet's like, you have to see this video. Oh my God, look at this video. It reaches a point where you're like, I'm not going to fucking watch that video. Okay. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, for sure. You see everyone sharing the same thing and you're like, "Mm mm-mm. That's cheers. When you grow up in Boston, everyone's like, cheers. Oh my God, cheers. I'm like, I don't want to i bet it's great i bet i'm gonna watch one and be like damn it but part of the value like one of the most valuable things in life in this day and age is to eliminate things to have to worry about that's true i am constantly look if i can ever find a situation in which i go i don't need to worry about that that is a relief to me so i bet cheers is awesome please don't make the case for it in my mentions because i love not knowing what i'm missing not watching cheers is self-care Yes. Thank you. Okay. Your enthusiasm moves on. All right. Uh, next matchup, Homeland versus 30 Rock. God, I am once oh. again going to show how little I remember of television. Homeland, eight, eight seasons. I think I stopped after. I think it's still going. I think it's Three. in its eighth season right now. I think I stopped after. Do you watch Homeland? I watched, I, I watched it until the fourth season, I want to say. What season does the... Hmm, hmm. Uh, two. That's the end of two? Yeah. Oh, I think I made it two seasons. That's a good two seasons. That's a really good two seasons. And then I stopped. 
That's the thing. Any show that originally aired on Showtime, we're going to run into this again with uh, Shameless and Dexter, is that I would watch it when I lived or like when I was staying at my parents or when I lived in um, when I at that point where I moved into my grandmother's condo and she had like the great cable package. And then as soon as I would move, I'd be like, oh, no more Showtime. Like I just have all these shows (laughs) I stopped watching because I didn't have the money to have Showtime. Um, So anyway, Homeland is about Nicholas Brody, played by what's his name? Damian Lewis. Uh, who returns home following eight years in captivity, CIA agent, CIA agent Carrie Matheson, which is what's-her-name, Claire Danes. I'm just going to call everybody what's-his-name and what's-her-name. Uh, she thinks that he's turned and is connected to a terror plot to be carried out on American soil, so she engages him in a dangerous game of cat and mouse. Wow, I, this is clearly written by the people who wrote Homeland. Uh, it's America's <laughs> national security at risk. Basically, she thinks he's, he's now working for them. He right. insists that he's not. Later, she gets a promotion. She returns to the front lines overseas. I don't know any of that part because I didn't watch it. Um, 30 Rock couldn't be more different, uh, based more than loosely on backstage at SNL. It's about Liz Lemon, which is, um, wow, whenever I have to think of a name, my brain goes, no, Tina Fey, who's currently, uh, Liz Lemon's a head writer for uh, a sketch comedy show in New York. Tracy Jordan is Tracy Morgan. He's a mentally unstable movie star. Uh, Jenna Maroney, which is Jenna Mulroney. Uh, she's um, the neurotic leading lady. It's just like a workplace comedy with a Baldwin. Correct? It's Jane, Jane Krakowski is the name of Jenna Maroney. Oh, that's right. Uh, Who's uh, Jenna Mulroney? And, I don't know. Uh, uh, and Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin plays her boss, uh, Jenna Man, Thirty Rock. Jenna Maroney, not a person. Jenna Maroney. That is how much Thirty Rock I've watched. That her <laughs> name is Jenna Maroney to me. Yeah, huh. she's great. Way Jane to ruin my whole day. Extraordinary. Her name's Jenna. So, Jenna. Um, man, this is a tough one because these couldn't be more different. I kind of wish we put. Uh, I know it was random, but I kind of wish we put Homeland <laughs> up against the Americans. Yeah, that makes sense. But this bracket famously does not. So. No, no and we're not even uh, close to done with it. And the other problem with this matchup is that unlike our first matchup where it's like, well, Archer, you know, it's individual episodes. While you could put on any 30 Rock episode and it would be funny, they do follow a story arc that you want to see the next episode. Yeah, it's kind of a hybrid. Yeah. It's so, like an Indica and a Sativa, you know? I, yes, allegedly. allegedly. I, do, I do know about that. Uh, did you watch um, Homeland? You said you watched three. I, I watched made it two. Four seasons. Um, That's the thing. I think it. I think it universally dropped off after two. Yeah. Well. So. As or three. The, the, the mm-mm happened yeah. after two, and right. so after that, you're kind of like you have to make a decision if you're still invested in the show or not. And it's easy to say like I'm good. I got what I came here for, and leave. Whereas with 30 Rock, you're in it for the whole seven seasons. I sent you a chat in the in the software that we're using to record this to discuss. Mm-mm. Yes, uh, okay. I responded. Yes, I see that. Um, okay. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't a different mm-mm. That I- <laughs> no, we're, we, we are on the same mm-mm page. And so uh, for me, honestly, it's 30 Rock. I think I it's 30 watch- Rock too. I could watch 30 Rock again starting today from episode one and get through seven seasons in two or three days. Also, also now's not really the time for like, uh, do, who do we trust in America? Ooh, good point. 
I yeah. just and like it, maybe it should win on the fact that you could watch two seasons and decide if you're still in or not. Maybe that's a good thing when you're trying to binge watch stuff. But I think that uh, your time is much better spent um, watching Thirty Rock, especially because you'll be able to participate. I bet you'll notice there are references to Thirty Rock that you never knew were references to Thirty Rock before. Oh you yeah, watched. so many good references, so many great moments. God, Thirty Rock's so good. I think I missed it's it. So good. I'm gonna probably watch after this. I'm gonna watch all of these. I know. <laughs> Okay, our next matchup, which is we're still in that first division. This is only our fourth matchup. Um, <laughs> we're doing great. X-Files versus Dexter. Uh, this is probably the matchup I'm least qualified to talk about. I've never seen an episode of the X-Files. But for anybody who doesn't know, it's about FBI special agents who investigate unexplained mind-bending cases known as X-Files. There it is, the name of the show. Uh, though the government is convinced that the outlandish reports are false, conspiracy theorist Fox Mulder, played by David Duchovny, and realist Dana Scully, played by Gillian Anderson, for most... It's Gillian, isn't it? It is. Thank you. I wanted it to make is. you proud. Uh, for most of the series, nothing... Uh, stop at nothing to prove that the truth is out there. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you know that much. The only social contribution that I know about X-Files. Uh, it was 11 seasons. It's available on Hulu. It's got 218 episodes in their 42-minute runtime. Dexter. Wait, 10 original. Oh, we got a new season of X-Files? Yeah, that's there was out a new one. There's a new one that started a couple months ago, I think. Huh. Uh, Dexter is about what's his name? What is his name? Dexter Morgan. <laughs> no, the, the guy oh, who plays Michael C. Hall. What is it? Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. He's a Miami-based blood spatter expert um, who literally kills people. He's a serial killer. <laughs> uh, but he only murders the guilty, so it's like, what? I'm like Batman, except I do kill. Um, <laughs> but uh, so his police, his sister, this show on paper is batshit. Yeah. He's a blood so spatter good. expert who kills people, lives with his sister, right? Does he live with yeah, her? No, they don't live together. They just oh. are like best friends. His sister is a cop. And he has cop co-workers because, again, he's a blood spatter expert. And then, but then his adoptive dad knows his secret. It's a whole, it's a, it's nuts. Yeah. It's a wild premise, but once you get into it, man, it is great. I think I made it a season and a half or two seasons. Uh, Netflix, eight seasons, 96 episodes, about an hour runtime. We're, I feel like Dexter, Shameless, and Weeds were all on TV at the same time. And I feel like. They were all on Showtime also. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Showtime was having a moment and we didn't recognize it. Showtime was crushing it. And yeah. It was, well, they still, uh, I mean, they have billions. Yeah, the Showtime's still crushing it. Nobody's saying that they're not. Which we didn't put on. <laughs> is it five? I don't think it's four seasons yet, is it? I think it's season five. Uh, well, you know. No, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they're in season five. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, so... <laughs> The X-Files versus Dexter. Jay, do you watch X-Files? I watch, I've watched individual episodes of X-Files. The thing about X-Files is that they're self-contained episodes for the most part. Oh, so it's like so, SVU, which also yeah. should be on here because it's the best thing to watch. We could long do order. a... Any long yeah. order. So the thing about those sorts of shows is that I think by definition, I stray away from them because they're not binge-ish. They're not binges. They're like for this. Here's the thing. I agree with you. Like, I would never start a binge. Binge does feel deliberate. It feels like I'm going to Netflix. I'm putting on the show. I'm not going to move. I'm going to watch it. But you're getting that. Are you still watching notification? That's the point of this. But they rank Law and Order SVU and anything on HGTV, specifically Love It or List It, rank very high in accidental binge. 
which is like, I'm just going to put this on to have it on in the background. And then six episodes later, you're like, I haven't moved. I'm (laughs) with Law and Order SVU to the point where when they show another episode later at night that they showed earlier in the morning, you get pissed at the network. Like, aren't there enough episodes that you don't have to repeat? And then the (laughs) network is yelling back at you like, you should have gotten up from your couch by now. This is the time you know you need to call someone. (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. But purposely uh, purposely binging, I would say Dexter's the better show. Yeah, for sure. The other, thing that's cool about Dexter, the other thing that's cool about Dexter is that the show's seasons are self-contained for the most part. So like you, oh. can, go, you, can, you can binge a whole season and then there's a new storyline the next season, but they're still related. And oh. I really like that because it like introduces new villains, but it does it in a clever way. And that's, huh. that's nice. So like there's a season with John Lithgow. And like, then the next oh, season, so you he's can not like ready. finish a season and be like, okay, let's go back out to the grocery store. Let's do this other thing. Let's do my taxes because right. boy, that's going to creep up on all yeah, of us this coming, year. Coming. And then, uh, and then go back into another season without feeling like, yeah, when you're binging, that is the toughest thing when you get to the finale and you're like, I have to start the next season now. And it's right. like, yeah, but we have to go to bed. So Dexter has built in stopping points, which is good. It's nice. That is nice. So Dexter moves on. Yeah. Sorry to X Files. It's okay. Sorry, Duchovny, man. You're How you're in here later. Californication was that on Showtime? It's also Showtime. Yeah, man, I was crushing Showtime for a second there. Oh wait, and um, what's the Edie Falco one where she's a nurse who takes pills? Nurse uh, Nurse Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Is that also Showtime? I think so. Dang, where was HBO during all that? <laughs> they were they're probably making, like, making Game of Thrones. Like, making Game of Thrones on the wire and. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, the first four are done. <laughs> we finished the Northeast. Holy cow. You know what I was thinking too? Maybe we don't have to pick one winner because we're not going to be, we're going to be binging for a couple, for a while. So maybe we just make it to the final four and then that's where we end. Hmm. Possibly. We'll see. Let's see how long it takes. <laughs> Hour seven of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> next one, Sopranos versus Community. An impossible matchup. Oh man. Uh, Sopranos, six seasons, HBO, an hour plus each episode, 86 total episodes. It's about the mob, the mafia, uh, the mob. Tony Soprano sees a therapist, professional personal problems, yada, 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 people die. Community uh, is Joel McHale uh, gets his law degree taken away. Yeah, friend of, the, friend of the pod from like the third episode we've ever done. Back when we used to have guests, which actually the blurb for this pod still says on multiple platforms, like guests every week from the world of entertainment and sports. Uh, um, Joel McHale gets his degree revoked and has to go back to community college. Uh, it's basically like a wacky community college show, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Do we have a Parks and Rec on here? Yeah, it's on here. Okay. Good thing Parks and Rec versus Community was not a first-round matchup. Uh, All right. So we got a short – it went six seasons. It's on Hulu, 22 minutes, 110 episodes. We got like a short, quick comedy versus The Sopranos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. This is tough because Community is like by by and large one of the most inventive sitcoms that we've had. And it yeah. does a lot of interesting things within the genre and changes the, the genre. Darkest a lot. timeline episode, or was that Parks and Rec? 
Ooh, no, no, that was complete. The Darkest Timeline episode was something else. There's a Law and Order episode that's amazing. Um, there's so many great episodes of Community and so many great bits, also like 30 Rock and that. Like, There's a lot of bits that probably come from Community that you might not know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sopranos. <laughs> it's crazy. I was just like getting in my head about how – I think I used to say Sopranos, and now I say Sopranos, and I don't know what happened, but I've changed. Wow. I got to self-reflect. You, you should take some time to think about that. I'm going to socially distance myself. <laughs> that's a good idea. I think that's the best way to deal with the situation. Uh, the Sopranos is also, now I'm going halfway. Now yeah, I'm hybrid. Now I'm, <laughs> Sopranos, now I'm in my fucking head. Uh, Sopranos is one of those shows that I watched too young. I bet if I went back and watched it now, which I keep saying I'm going to do, it'll make a lot more sense. Like, I'm not saying yeah. I was a baby. But I remember being like, oh, I'm watching this, but I'm not really paying any attention to it. Um, That I think now I should probably go back and watch again. It's also just like a cultural touch point. If you've never seen The Sopranos, you should just check it out because I don't know. It's it's the perfect thing right now, too, because it's like this is the that's one of those shows. Breaking Bad is another one that we'll get to. That's like if you've never seen it and you you just feel like you might not have enough time in your life to ever start because it's wow, so Wow, that's so enough. dark. Oh, I well, get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's like normally you have a job and you're busy and now right. it's like, oh my God, I finally have time. What are the shows right. I need to knock off my list? That's a very exactly. good point. I thought you were saying we all might die soon, so we no. better hurry up and watch the show. <laughs> I might not have enough time. I was like, Jay. That is not what I'm saying. I'm no, saying you're right. That. This should be treated like a like a like a treat. Like you're getting, you're finally like, oh, I would watch that if I had time. This is when you watch Sopranos. You have it, yeah. Does the finale? This will be something we talk about at a much greater depth with Lost. So let me just ask the question. We don't have to answer it, but like, does a finale taint your decision? Like, a, does a oh. finale affect? You know what I'm saying? I think that's a good we question. We can save the discussion for Lost versus that's Game true. of Thrones because, boy. Yeah, that's, a really, that's an apt matchup. Uh, boy, is it relevant. I think it does. I think you have to take into account the entire show. So things yeah. that yeah. we, you know, it's about, it's also about the journey as much as it's about the destination. So. All right, Jay, let's just pick the Sopranos and move on. Okay. God, throwing uh, out for Community. What a great show. Shout out for Community, a fantastic show that you should watch. This is sort of just, I know we're doing a bracket, but it's also just putting things on your radar to remind you to watch them. So if you're like, oh my God, it's Community, I choose Community, then good for you, go watch Community. We're just okay. saying binge watchability. Man, I really hate eliminating Community. It's Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos. You say it. Sopranos. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Next, Orange is the New Black versus the Americans. Um, these are kind of the newer group. Orange is the New Black is one of Netflix's first big shows. Seven seasons long. Each one's an hour, 91 episodes. Basically, this chick, Piper Chapman, she looks exactly like her name sounds. She's a public <laughs> relations really executive <laughs> uh, with a career and a fiancé. Her fiancé, Jason Biggs, who had sex with a pie famously. Yeah, um, I did do that. When her past suddenly catches up to her in her mid-30s, she's sentenced to spend time in a minimum security women's prison in Connecticut for her association with a drug runner 10 years earlier. Uh, it's based on a book, but who cares? Uh, forced to trade power suits for prison orange, Chapman makes her way through. Basically, it's like told through all the stories of the women that are in prison with her. And each episode, at least of the first season, and I think also the second, they just like give you the backstory and show you about this woman and how she got to where she is. And then they show you what she's like in prison. 
fascinating. Yeah. I love I love Orange. I think it. I fell off on the last couple seasons, but again, it's mostly out of there being too much content. I loved the first few seasons of Orange yeah. is the New Black. Really good. Really, really good well job. made. Uh, the Americans, I never saw. I hear people consistently say it's like the most underrated show. It's the best show no one's talking about. It's really, it's really, really good. It's an FX show, correct? It was on FX originally. Now I think you can binge the whole. You thing. You can watch it on Amazon. It's six seasons, seventy-five episodes. Philip and Elizabeth Jennings are two KGB spies in an arranged marriage who are posing as Americans in suburban Washington, D.C. shortly after Ronald Reagan is elected president. The couple have two children, teenager Paige and preteen Henry, who are unaware of their parents' true identities. The complex marriage becomes more passionate and genuine each day, but is continually tested as the Cold War escalates as Philip which is the husband, begins to warm up to America's values and way of life. His relationship with Elizabeth becomes more complicated. Further complicating things is the arrival of the Jennings' new neighbor, FBI agent Stan Beeman, who is part of a new division of the agency tasked with fighting foreign agents on U.S. soil. So just from that, I'm going to say it's a mix of Breaking Bad, um, uh, um, Homeland, Mm -hmm. and I had another one in my head that I was like, oh, that sounds exactly like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Interesting. Done. Sort of. Um, except for it, it takes place in the 80s and the period is done really, really well. Carrie Russell is awesome. So is Matthew Reese. And what's Matthew Reese from? He's like, he's got that face that looks like he could be in everything. And that's why he's so you great in this role. About that face. About that face. You remember, you remember like, about that face. About what? Do you remember like in Alias how Jennifer Gardner would dress up yeah, as other people? You, Ooh, that's well, another one. How many seasons did that go? People read about that. So, well, in Alias, Jennifer Garner would put on costumes and you'd be like, that's just Jennifer Garner in a costume. Whereas, like, these two in the Americans, like, their their disguises and stuff when they do spy things are, like, really convincing. Especially Matthew Reese because he literally is a chameleon. Has that face. Has that face. And you like it. Okay. Uh, Americans is is uh, one of those shows that, for me, I, like, had to see the next episode. That every huh. episode, without fail, is like, you need to watch what happens next. Um, wow. And there's a lot of interesting psychosexual drama between the two of them. Whoa. That's really, really psychosexual. Oh, yeah. It's really, it's a cool show. It's really cool. But uh, it was on FX, so they can't swear and you're not going to see any boobs or butts. No boobs or butts. Can't swear. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that should be what you judge stuff on. <laughs> you know, you're not getting any boobs or butts. I don't have to say you're not getting any dicks. Cause you never, we never get dicks. <laughs> what was the show recently that gave us in Game of Thrones? It gave us, yeah, but there was something that was like a woman. It might have been oranges, but it wouldn't make any sense for it to be oranges new black. I remember people being offended or like freaking out when a show that was woman based. I hate saying that even um, gave us full frontal of a man. They were like, oh, we don't need all that, and everyone was like, we you oh, do yeah. that to us all the time, constantly. Yeah, I just can't remember what show remember. it was. I can't either. Uh, so anyway, boobs, butts, you're getting that in Orange is the New Black. Getting a lot of, uh, you're getting, um, it's just good storylines. You're getting a lot of storylines, you're getting boobs and butts, you're getting contraband, you're getting death, you're getting LGBTQ relationships, you're getting straight relationships, you're getting power. I'm picking Orange is the New Black. That sounds, yeah, that sounds That's because I have not seen the Americans. I think, I'm Weirdly, I added the Americans to the bracket. That is true. I thought about it, and then I was like, I bet Katie hasn't seen that. But I haven't. Why did you think that? Do I not seem like I would watch a Carrie Russell vehicle about Russia? 
Um, I don't know. I had a sense about it. Ooh, that all you just said made it sound like I'm not smart enough to watch the American. No, that's not. That's not at all true. I was going to actually just just say it feels like you should watch watch the the Americans. That's why I put it on there because I saw somebody talking about it and I was like, oh man, I should watch that. That should, this should be the time this I watch this. Is a, that's another one of those shows that's like so deep that you're like, do I really want to get into 75 episodes right now? But right. it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. And also what, talking about endings, Americans has a great ending. Really? So, so it's done about, for good. There's no more. Right. Done for good. Huh. So... In terms of like thinking about big shows, long shows that you watch and you watch and you watch, and then it finally and has to end. Yeah. This, it, the Americans, I felt was a, a worthwhile ending. Orange is the New Black, f- for me, because I don't think I've watched the last one or two, kind of, it lost momentum towards the end. Yeah. But I ha- it is, when it first came out, the first few seasons, I remember I, we would like put in the calendar when it would come out, and then I would just sit on the couch and watch, 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 watch. Like it was so good. It yeah. is. The, I think it's the thing that taught me to binge or Stranger Things. I watched the entire first season of Stranger Things in one day. Yeah, Stranger Things is totally on this list, but not four seasons. Also, I stopped after one season, but I watched that whole first season in a day. <laughs> the the problem about binging really that people really don't talk it. about enough, and it might be personal to me, it might be that I don't have the ability, but if I binge watch something, then I it's that much time before a new one comes out, and I don't remember it at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember originally with Game of Thrones, like I would watch a whole season. Like if we were on the third season, I'd be like, I'm going to watch all of the first and second season so I can remember it. And then eventually you just get to it. The first first thing I ever binged watched was Lost, but it was back when Uh, we didn't call it that. It was, we had to buy the DVDs, I think. It was DVDs of Lost. I remember specifically when Lost came out on Netflix and it was like one of the first like long shows that you could binge on Netflix. I did with Lost the... I binged it right before the last season. Right. And then I watched the last season live. Yeah, we did that too. And if you ask me right now anything about it, I don't you remember. You it's not. My ex-boyfriend would be like, oh, remember in Lost when this and this and this and this? And I was like, no, I don't. My brain I remember like one or two that. scenes, but not, not, yeah. I remember the big ones. I remember there being a polar bear. Okay, we'll get to all this. Uh, which one's moving on? It sounds like... You're moving on Orange is the New Black. But, it, but you've seen them both, so you have to make the call on this. Well, I stopped, fin- I stopped Orange is the New Black. I think like you. I think I got four seasons in, and then I was like, okay. I. It's not that I wanted to stop watching it. I just like lost it in the maelstrom of content. So, so maybe it's I, the Americans that moves on. It feels like, to me, the Americans is the more bingeable show, only because I watched it all the way through. The whole thing? All the, the seasons? Whole, well, I, did, I watched them as they came out. But I would like actively look forward to a new season coming out. And the ending pays off. All right, I'm going to trust yeah. you on that. I would say to All people, right. you should watch season one of Orange is the New Black. I loved Absolutely. it. Um, man, I so hate good. eliminating it. But okay, the Americans moves on, and I guess I'm going to have to watch it now. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Shameless versus The Wire. Shameless, another Showtime. Shout out Showtime. Um, <laughs> Showtime, really Casey. bringing the heat. I know. William H. Macy is Frank Gallagher. He's a single father of six. He spends much of his free time drinking at bars. The Gallagher children, the oldest one is Fiona. That's Emmy Rossum. This was like her breakout hit. Um, she takes on much of the child-rearing responsibility due to her mother's absence, and obviously her dad's an alcoholic. Managed, they managed to raise themselves in spite of Frank's lack of parenting and unusual parenting style when he does choose to act like a fi- father. It's like a dark family it's like if you took a sitcom and you were like what if this shit was dark instead Mm. 
Yeah. How I, and I watched again a season and then uh, moved. So I didn't <laughs> have no time anymore. Um, that went 10 seasons there to say this 30 minute runtime. Oh, still making shameless. I think this is their last. No, isn't Emmy Rossum out though? She's out, but I believe there's one more season. That's too many seasons. TK. Um, up against the wire. <laughs> yeah. Wire is an American crime drama television series. You may have heard of through Bill Simmons. <laughs> it was created and primarily written by author and former police reporter, David Simon. It's one of the best TV shows in history. People will tell you all the time. Set and produced in Baltimore, Maryland. It's a different institution of the city and its relationship to law enforcement in each season. So every, like you were saying with um, Dexter, each season is kind of its own living, breathing universe. Um, While retaining, but the the, the, uh, characters stay the same. And some storylines do advance through all the different seasons. I've watched two episodes of The Wire. I have been saying for however many years since it came out it's five seasons 60 episodes each or an hour i've been saying for so long i've just i want to watch the wire um i had a an ex-boyfriend who was like i'll watch it with you i know i say boyfriend or ex-boyfriend a lot it's just like that's who i watch tv with I'm not often yeah, like hey, come, you can't share a tv show with a friend or you'd have to see them all the time maybe right. some people it's do too, it's too much i guess i share the television show from netflix you with my sister-in-law because she spent a day here and we watched the entirety of you season one together. Yeah, anyway, great. the wire, we watched one episode. My dumbass ex-boyfriend said, this is boring. What? And then we watched the West wing instead. Wow. West wing uh, coming up later. So Jeez. I was like, well, if I'm watching West wing, I can't binge West wing and the wire at the same time. My brain turns into a soup and then I start confusing storylines which i don't think i want to do with the wire in the west wing they're also both w's things get confusing so i stopped and i I want to watch yes but i respect it enough to know that it beats shameless it definitely beats shameless i don't think we i mean we'll get into the wire a little bit more later but it for sure the wire it's the same logic as The Sopranos. Soprani. Yeah, you, The Wire is the show that if you've never seen it. This is the show that if you've never day. seen it, now's the time. Now is the time. Nobody's going to judge you. Just open up HBO, get into it. And then, you know, You're you don't have to say, you don't have to talk about it all the time. Yeah. Bill. You can just talk about it every now and then. <laughs> uh, next one. Wow. Matchup of the bracket. <laughs> Matchup of the bracket, we have Ballers, which I am confident to find is over four seasons, versus Mad Men. Uh, Jay wrote Ballers, parentheses, included this as a joke. Uh, I don't think he knows how seriously I take Ballers. Ballers, of course, an HBO show, five seasons, 47 episodes, 30 minutes each. It's about a superstar, Spencer Strasmore, who used to play football. That's The Rock. Uh, he tries to find the same success as a financial financial manager, for current players in Miami, uh, it's Entourage Sports. Yeah, ballers. <coughs> Sorry. Um, it's okay. Mad Men. It's set in <laughs> New York. Don Draper, played by John Hamm, uh, struggles to stay on top of the heap in a high-pressure world of Madison Avenue advertising firms. Aside from being one of the top ad men in the business, he's also a family man, the father of young children. That leaves a lot out. <laughs> This description is really bad. This I just description pulled them off. Says, aside from being one, 
One of the top ad men. Don is also a family man, the father of young children. That's the end of the blurb. Uh, he's the father think, of young children. I think January, January Jones might have a few things. Yeah. Also, there, there are few characters less hateable, more hateable than January Jones in Mad Men. Yeah, she crushes that role. Uh, it's like her and then the wife in um, Breaking Bad. You're just like, mm. ah. But then when you think Stop. about it, you're like, oh, that's realistic. Like, you're rooting yeah. for the bad guy, remember? Right. Uh, Mad Men wins, obviously. Um, another big L for Elizabeth Warren, who loves Ballers, famously. <laughs> um, ballers, it, for me, was too, like, look, we created this problem that you, at the beginning of the episode, were like, that's not a big deal. We spent the whole episode telling you, this is a big deal. And then at the end, we solved it. And we're like, problem solved. And I don't feel relieved by it. I'm not like, oh, I'm so relieved. I'm like, that wasn't a problem. You shouldn't have made it such a – you spent the whole episode convincing me I had to care. And then you were like, don't worry, I fixed it. Yeah. A neat little package, which I will say there is some value to that. There's some value to the entourage model of like each episode is a new problem that gets solved by the end of the episode if you have the very specific type of anxiety that loves resolution. Um, Ballers and entourage are for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've watched a couple episodes of Ballers. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen an episode of Ballers. I didn't much enjoy them. I feel like I should try Ballers. You might might ironically love Ballers. I think I might. I think I might end up loving it, which is why I haven't tried it. I have a a friend who the same, like started watching it ironically so he could make jokes about it. Then like immediately it was like, this is good. I like this show. Okay. Yeah, I think you might like it. Might like it. Well, Mad Men obviously moves on. Yes, of course. So, wow, so we got t- tough mass- matchups to come. Yeah, we got halfway through the first round here in the third hour of the podcast. Ashley's going to see the TRT on this podcast and be like, what did you guys do? Yeah, well, listen, we need to give some people some content. More bracket in a second, but today's podcast is also brought to you by Untuck It. So, Ashley... How do you want me to tell the people? I want you to tell me how to tell the people about Untuck It as Ashley. Well, Katie. Yes, Ashley. Hi. Speaking of best friends, like the guys and ballers who are best friends. Who even said that? None of us said that. Uh, Why don't you do this ad read as a dog who's your best friend, discovering that it can talk for the first time? Well, Katie, speaking of a show in which the lead character is a total dog, why don't you? Nice. Mm. Nice. Uh, nice. There's <laughs> notes. Uh, okay. A dog discovering it can talk. But God damn. Ruff. Ruff. Ever wonder why? Wow. Wow. Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? I've been wondering for years. I just haven't been able to say it. It's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. That's crazy. I also I love it. That shirt on you, it looks so good. I want to tell you and I want to lick your face. It's the original untucked shirt, a modern solution to an old problem with no tucking or tailoring required. This is so cool. No matter what your size or shape, I think you're beautiful and handsome, and their shirts are the perfect untucked link. Wow. 
Lincoln. I don't know. I'm a dog. I just learned to use words for the first time. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, athletic people, mailmen, boys, girls, friends, family, other dogs. It's built a bigger frame and has all the designs you want. Stop trying to tuck in your shirt. You look so great and are so valuable. It's so much easier and more fashionable not to tuck your shirt in. But again, you look great either way, but you should untuck it because it's the ad. It's the point of the ad. Uh, <laughs> my word for it because I just started using words. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it for yourself, visit untuckit.com and use code Nolan for twenty dollars off your first order. What's the internet? How does it work? I want to touch 20%, 20%. it. Twenty percent. What I say? Twenty dollars. I'm a dog. <laughs> they even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's U N T. Look at me spelling. U N T U C K I T dot com. That's right. Every time you said. T-R-E-A-T-S. I knew what you meant. I'm <laughs> 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 promo code Nolan for 20% off your first order. <laughs> oh, I don't want to die. I want to die. I'd like to die. I have neighbors. You did that, you did that by yourself sitting on your couch your house. Uh, also holding my hands like paws the entire time. Okay. Oh. Up, next. I, up next, Schitt's Creek versus The Good Place. Uh, Schitt's Creek you may not know about but boy you should it's on Netflix six seasons I think it's still going last season just started because it's a Canadian show and I think it gets released in Canada way before it comes out here so I think it might be done in Canada I think it's done in Canada yeah Uh, so don't talk to any of your Canadians friends Uh, 22 minute episodes there's 68 of them so far it's uh, it's a sitcom that follows trials and tribulations of the formerly wealthy Rose family who are forced to relocate to Schitt's Creek, which is a small town that they once purchased as a joke when they were <laughs> uh, They now live in two adjoining motel rooms. It's Eugene Levy, uh, Catherine O'Hara, who is incredible. Incredible. In that show. Incredible. incredible. If you don't appreciate her, you will after you watch Schitt's Creek. Uh, and then it's Dan Levy and Annie Murphy, who I didn't know before this, but is great. Um, it's adjusting to their life without money and with each other. It's big personalities that are used to be rich that are now dealing with what life is like without that. I will say when I first started watching it was like, Oh, these people aren't likable, but they become likable and their consistency in their awfulness is like, it makes the show move. Uh, the good place, um, seasons one through three, this kind of tough seasons one through three are available on Netflix. And then the NBC app has season four. Because mm-hmm. it just four came out. I assume the fourth one. Yeah, four seasons are out or they're not completely done yet? Four seasons done. See okay. Uh, oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Eleanor Shellstrop finds herself in the afterlife. She's both revealed, I mean, sorry, relieved and surprised that she's made it into the good place, which is, you know, alluded to be heaven. It uh, doesn't take her long to realize that she made it there by mistake. Um, uh, she hides in plain sight from the good places. Architect Michael, which is what's his name? Uh, uh, Ted Danson. Yes. He's great in this role. And his all-knowing assistant, Janet, who's also incredible in this role. Her seemingly perfect neighbors, Tahani and Jason, and her open-hearted soulmate, Chidi, help her realize that it's never too late to change. Uh, what basketball player did you call Chidi? Uh, Seedy Osmond. Seedy Osmond. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, called him Cheedy Osmond. God, I love 
I just love you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> these people all help her realize it's never too late to change. So basically she's in heaven. She's like, oh, shoot, I'm here by accident. So then she uses her friends and a few enemies to become determined to shed her old ways in hopes of discovering a new one in the afterlife. Um, the Good Life is one of those – I mean, The Good Place is one of those shows you can't say too much about. Yeah. Um, sure. I will say it's, I watched the first season. Mm-hmm. You ever have a really weird reason you don't finish a show? I watched the first season and I was floored. I thought it was fantastic. Like, whoa, best show. I was on a plane and I went to – I saw they had season two. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. I'm going to start watching season two. They had the second episode of season oh, two. No. Or like the first episode and then the third episode, but the second episode was missing. And I was That's like, I, really- I don't want to skip it. Right. So I'd watched the first episode. Then I learned that the second one wasn't there. And then I never went back. And I'm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So ah. I've watched one season and I watched, I want to say three or four of Shit's Creek. Okay. I finished it on Netflix. So maybe I watched more than four. I think there's five. Well, the sixth one, I think. on I... Netflix until it, I think a new season came out on Netflix that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. So the, I don't I know. that's the fifth season. Okay. I also didn't think I was going to like Schitt's Creek, and then I really did. Oh, man. I love Schitt's Creek. This is a tough but I one. also love The Good Place. And again, these Good Place is the sort of show, no spoilers, that like its ending is pitch perfect. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's true. I mean, we're going to talk about The Office and um, Parks and Rec later, but uh, all of the Michael Schur shows have like a great sort of through line, and you can watch them and get get to the end and feel good about it. Good Place is one of those. Schitt's Creek, I haven't seen the end yet, so I don't know, but I assume I'll love it because I've loved everything else. Hmm. This is really tough. I know. And Okay. Uh, I don't know what to do here. I've recommended that people watch both of these shows, so I can't default to that. If I had to pick, like, hey, you got to go watch this, which one would I say? It's tough because I, I bailed on after a season of The Good Place. I would say season one of The Good Place you should watch, but I don't know what happens after that. Does it continue to stay? It's it's always great. I mean, there's not – like, I never got bored of watching The Good Place, and I would always want to watch the next episode. But it's always funny, and, like, you know, it's – It's really well written. Such a good show. Man, I love Schitt's Creek so much. I think Catherine O'Hara is incredible, like, incredible in this part. You have to watch it. I don't think you have to binge Shit's Creek. I think you can watch an, a season of it or two seasons of it or even an individual episode of it, and it's amazing. Whereas, like, Good Place is a binge. You should watch it from start to finish. I also, would you argue that Shit's Creek is a specific time of, type of humor that's maybe not for everybody? I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to think of reasons we can eliminate it. I'm just trying to eliminate it based on the binge-ability because I think that Shit's Creek is an incredible show. I binged and it. I binge-watched the whole thing. Yeah. Well, hmm. Hmm. yikes, yikes, man, um, then maybe we give it to Shit's Creek only because there's more of it hmm. and we're looking for the best binges here. And so you got more volume. Hmm. It's so tough. I am so torn. Yeah. Every time we do a bracket, there's one of these where I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to either. I want there to be like a magical seed where we can put both of these for the next round, but I don't know how to do that. 
Um, Maybe we give it to Schitt's Creek only because all of the episodes are in one place. <laughs> so you don't have yeah, to change. You know there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to have like, two different streaming services to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's a technicality. God, you should watch The Good Place. You should go watch it right Please now. Watch the Good Place. Season one, all, for all the things you've heard about it, it's it deserves more. It's it, the end of yeah, season and, one. I was like, whoa. And Katie, you should watch the rest of it because it's yeah. so good. All right. I'll put it on my list. Okay, put All it right. on your list. It's Creek, I guess, moves on. I, but we're, I'm very sorry to that man. Um, oh, All right, wow. next, Daria versus Parks and Rec. What are man. we doing? Gosh, this is a tough side of the break. <laughs> Daria, cartoon, originally on MTV, available on Hulu, five seasons, 70 episodes, 30 minutes each. Brainy, sardonic Daria Morgendorfer tries to fly under the radio, or the, ra- the radio at Lawndale <laughs> High School, and she's doing a pretty good job of it. Her self-esteem uh, teacher can't even remember her name. Not that low self-esteem is a problem for Daria, who explains that, quote, I have low self-esteem for everyone else. Frankly, she couldn't care less about the airheads in the in crowd like her sister Quinn uh, or cheerleader Brittany. At least her friend Jane Lane is readily available anytime she needs to break from all the clueless masses around them. Uh, Parks and Rec. NBC originally, right? Uh, yeah. But it's on Netflix, seven seasons, 125 episodes, 22 to 42 minutes each. It's about Leslie Nope, uh, played by Amy Poehler, a mid-level bureaucrat in an Indiana Parks and Rec department, hopes to beautify her town and boost her own career by helping local nurse Ann Perkins turn an abandoned uh, construction site into a community park. That's what's her face. That's uh, Rashida Jones. Yes. Uh, but... What should be a fairly simple project is stymied at every turn by oafish bureaucrats, selfish neighbors, governmental red tape, and a myriad of other challenges. Uh, it's myriad other challenges, but that's fine. Leslie's <laughs> colleague, John Haverford, who is um, Aziz Ansari, who delights in exploiting his position for personal gain, is as likely to undermine her efforts as to help her while her boss, Ron Swanson, played by what's his name? Nick Offerman. Yep. Is adamantly opposed to government in any form, even though he's a bureaucrat himself. It's very, very funny. It's so much more than that. Was the that's the season one pitch, but it's it's very, very, very good. I binged awesome. Parks and Rec a couple of years ago. Okay, so you didn't you weren't watching it in, in real time. No. So this is like I mean, we talk about the jokes that are inside jokes or callbacks that people make. Parks and Rec is like you had so much, yeah, going on there. We had Chris Pratt before he took a turn to the dark side. Fat Pratt. We had Fat Pratt. Uh, this was a question marks. Like there was a lot of really funny stuff going on in Parks and Rec. It's a very funny show. Daria. I watched growing up. Um, I would bet if I rewatched it now, it would be even better. It is. So I put this on the list specifically because I have recently started rewatching Daria. Wow. It is so funny. Uh, and so it's like, it's really, really good, and it's available right now, and it is the sort of thing where, like, if you're in your early 30s or you remember Daria when you were growing up watching it, like, watching it again, you're like, there's so much stuff that you, A, missed, and B, is, like, still perfectly relevant. Interesting. So it holds up. It definitely holds up. And there's that added layer of that being interesting of, like, wow, I watched this, and it went right over my head. Totally. Unfortunately, so in, in, this, in this matchup, Daria is destined to fail. But yeah, Parks and Rec gosh, has to win. So good. So Parks and Rec is just like, I don't know, it's feel good. It is. It's uh, like, sure. It's, while it's the also same still as, being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same guy who did Community, right? 
I uh, know, same guy who did the good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, um, yeah. All right, Parks and Rec moves on. And now two I more Mike Schur shows. This is I the Mike Schur side of the bracket. I hate the bracket so much. Um, next up, The Office versus Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Man. Can we just move The Office on? <laughs> sure. Obviously, The Office moves on. The Office is by far nine, the one. Nine seasons. Uh, most of them are 22 minutes. Some are 44. It's 201 episodes. You can find it on Netflix. It's the American version of a British. Uh, and I know Jay will probably say this, so I'll say it first because somebody douchey in your life has said it. You gotta watch the British version. You should. It's I, the American one is the is the winner in the in the competition. Well, I like the British one better. Do you? Yeah, I know. I know that's like a, it's the, I don't like the people that when I look around the room of people that agree with me, I don't, I don't think I normally hang out with those people, but I think the British one nails the characters so perfectly. And if you've seen the British one, it makes you look at the American one a little bit differently. It's like, oh, this is funny, but it's a cheap, it's like a not as funny version of the British one. I think they do, they do push more boundaries in the British one for sure. Yeah, maybe I haven't watched enough of it to know if I'm getting myself in trouble by saying I like it better. Uh, no. But it, it, they're both. I mean, it's it's great. Um, yeah, it's super funny. Ricky Gervais' version is really funny. It pushes the ball, pushes the boundary a lot. I think. Yeah, Ricky's but just a crazy person. But Steve Carell so crushes that role. And there's so much more that ends up happening just because there's more seasons in the British yeah. in the American version. I've never seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. So what's give it a quick, you know? Brooklyn Nine Nine is like eulogy. It's a say it's it's the office, but it takes place at a police station in Brooklyn, and Andy Samberg is the sort of lovable idiot at the center of it, and there's lots of fun characters around him, uh, and they go out and it's a procedural, so every episode there's like a new crime or whatever to solve, but there's a longer arc of him falling in love with his co-detective and all sorts of things like that. It's really fun. It's the sort of show that you can pop in and out of, and you don't really need to know where you're at, which you can definitely do with the office, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, I think, is a little bit more like you can literally watch any episode at any time. So I would really, say, I didn't know that about it. For I mean, there's there are arcs, but it's not as deep as The Office runs. So that's on Hulu if you want to watch it. But we're going to move The Office on. Yeah, yeah. Watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's super fun if you just like need a random episode of TV, and it's really funny. And it's one of those shows with like a cult following. Yeah. Totally. Okay, this one makes me want to die. Breaking Bad versus The West Wing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, Breaking wow. Bad is on Netflix five seasons, 62 episodes, 42 minutes each uh, The West Wing is on Netflix seven seasons, 156 episodes 42 minutes each Breaking Bad is an American neo-western crime drama television series, tells the story of Walter White played by Brian Cranston, an underemployed and depressed high school chemistry teacher who's struggling with a midlife crisis and a recent diagnosis of stage 3 lung cancer, White and his former student Jesse Pinkman played by Aaron Paul uh, turned to crime by producing and selling crystal crystallized methamphet. They sell crystal <laughs> meth uh, to secure his family's financial future before he dies while navigating the dangers of the criminal underworld. Uh, the West Wing is an American serial political drama television series created by Aaron Sorkin, which you can tell I'm pretty sure right away in the first season, I think, is a walk and talk. Uh, it's set primarily. The, I, think it's, I think it opens with a walk, walk and talk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it's set primarily in the West Wing of the White House, where the Oval Office and offices of presidential senior staff are located during the fictitious Democratic administration of Josiah Bartlett. I binged both of these. I binged Breaking Bad right before the second. Remember the last season? They split into two pieces. <laughs> so I, I binged. Don't. I binged Breaking. It was. I think it was the one. It did like the first half of season. The final season. 
Right. And then the second half of the final season. So I think I binged it so I could watch the second half of the final season. That was like the last show we all watched together. I think Game of Thrones too, but people thought that Breaking Bad was going to be the end of that. Uh, West Wing, I binged. I didn't finish it. Okay. We broke up. (laughs) Yeah, that happened. Um, So, man, I, if you haven't, do we have to take into account, like, most people have probably seen Breaking Bad? Like, I don't know. So, I have to say, I have never seen Breaking Bad. What? Yeah. It's the only, like, one of these shows that you're supposed to see that I've never seen. And I'm actually intending on spending this uh, social distancing period watching Breaking Bad. Mm. But I can't speak to it. I can. It's good. Again, I'm a dumb with memory, so I don't remember most of it. It is gripping. It's stressful. It's uh, It was like the American anti-hero. It was the one that did it. Probably wasn't the first, obviously, to do it, but I think it was the one that shifted a lot of now we get a lot of TV shows where the hero is kind of this villainous person mm-hmm. that you're rooting for. Like Breaking Bad crushed that. You were rooting for the bad guy. And so you had to constantly like evaluate. Um, and it does a, the show itself by the end does a really good job of like reminding, mm-hmm. you know, like handling a main character that's actually bad. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of other shows are like, doesn't matter if he's good or bad in the world. In this show, he's who we root for. Uh, Breaking Bad kind of makes you question along the way, like your relationship with the main character, which I found very interesting. Um, and the supporting cast is really strong. It's just a piece of American culture that everybody should see, I think. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston is an incredible actor. Yeah. Uh, the West Wing, though, also good. I just don't think you need a political thing right now. Wow. We're in the middle of like an election season. Yeah. You're getting hit over the head with politics. I feel like breaking bad is unless you're getting hit over the head with meth. um, (laughs) I think that breaking bad is more of an escape than West wing. I don't, you know, sometimes you watch a political drama. Maybe this isn't true for everybody, but you're like, wow, that's how it could be. Or like, I remember when I was watching house of cards for a while and I was like, this is too crazy. This isn't real. And then I was like, maybe it is, you know, like, (laughs) like there's too much of it. That's based in reality that you're like, "Mm." totally. So I'm moving on. I'm going to say we move on breaking bad and Jay, you got to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. That's okay. We're in the final division of the first round. Uh, Californication. Oh, I didn't even know that was in here versus veep. Californication. Another Showtime star, seven seasons, 30 minutes, 84 episodes. Uh, David Duchovny returns to series television, adult sitcom. He's Hank Moody, an alcoholic womanizing novelist struggling to help raise his precocious daughter, Becca, while still yearning for his sophisticated ex, Karen. Also featured in the show are are Hank's agent, Charlie, and his one-time wife, Marcy. A show that I watched at least two seasons of and remember zero about. Uh, Veep. Politics is about people. Former um, Senator Selena Meyer is fond of saying, unfortunately, the pe- it's a comedy on HBO. Seven seasons, 65 episodes, 30 minutes each. Selena Meyer played by uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, she becomes the VP, um, which isn't what she wanted. She hates it. Uh, it follows her. She puts out political fires, juggles her public schedule and private life, and does everything within her limited powers to improve her dysfunctional relationship with the president. 
her trusted and some not so trusted sidekicks included chief of staff Amy, a one-time spokesperson Mike, and right-hand man Gary. Um, I'm going deep on this. Yeah, Veep, for sure. I mean, Californication, uh, I remember it being really good and bingeable, like when I was too. watching it, and I really liked it. I know I just said don't do political shows. Uh, the difference with Veep is that it's a comedy. It is, uh, if you find anything to it that's similar to something happening in real life, it's helping you laugh at it. Yeah. More than being like, this is how we would deal with it, Mr. President. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally. Veep is so well written that it's sometimes so it's infuriating. It's so funny. And Julia Louis Dreyfus is a, a vision. Incredible. Just so funny. Every She's so good at that role. Yeah. Man, Another baby. unlikable main character. But just so great. So good. Watch Veep for sure. If you don't watch, if you haven't watched Veep, you, you've got to at least give it a shot. It's so yeah. good. Uh, all right. Downton Abbey versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh. This is like the suburban, the suburban thirty-year-old white lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, Downton Abbey is on Amazon. Six seasons, fifty-two episodes, an hour each. That's a, a lot of content. It's a British historical drama television series. It's set in the early twenty early twentieth century in the fictional Yorkshire count, country county. I think right county or like country estate of Downton Abbey between oh. nineteen twelve and nineteen twenty-six. Uh, it depicts the lives of the aristocratic Crawley family and their domestic servants in the post-Edwardian era, of course. I feel like Jay wrote this. With the oh great God. events in history having an effect on their lives and on the British social hierarchy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer couldn't be less sophisticated. It's on Hulu. <laughs> it's seven seasons, 42-minute episodes, 144 of those. Uh, it's an American supernatural drama television series based on the 92 film of the same name. The series follows Buffy Summers, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Shout out. Uh, the latest in a line of young women known as vampire slayers or simply slayers in the story. They are uh, chosen ones which are called or chosen by fate to battle against vampires, demons, other forces of darkness uh, like coronaviruses. Um, <laughs> Buffy wants to live a normal life, but as the series progresses, she learns to embrace her destiny. I had a friend uh, who just celebrated her birthday, actually, Ashley Studley, my one of my best friends from high school. She uh, was obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think that people who liked Buffy loved Buffy. There's I never not, watched it. I've watched a couple of them, but recently I didn't Recently or ever, back then? Uh, back then, and then recently I've watched like one or two. They're good. They're fun. They sort of, they play in that time period. I don't think they play like to the modern TV drama that we are now accustomed to as well. Do you watch Downton Abbey? Because this is two shows I don't watch. I watched Downton Abbey, yeah. I didn't finish it, but I watched the first three or four seasons, and I really liked it. Um, People do rave about it. I am uh, I get bored with, um, like, time pieces, like, period pieces. Well, I think what's cool about Downton Abbey is that it's, like, the front of house, back of house, um, upstairs, downstairs dichotomy. So it's, like, the people who are the fancy people and then, like, the people who work for the fancy people. And, like, the dichotomy between the two of them is what's interesting. So even though it takes so it's place like in parasite, you're saying sort of, yeah. Um, and even though it takes place in 1910s, it's like it's all about sort of the drama, the intrigue, the sort of interpersonal stuff that's going on in that house. And like, also, I'm a sucker for stuff that takes place in mostly one location. I feel like that always increases the drama. So it's like phone booth. Um, it's like phone booth. I was going to say more. Phone booth? Did you love open water? 
and no, open I, water too. Well, no, but I have a I have a working theory that like stuff that takes place in one location tends to be better. Like Die Hard, Air Force One. Yeah, you have um, to lean on on the actual dialogue and the writing. Right. Um, so does Downton Abbey only take place in the house? No, it goes other places, but it's mostly in the house. Um, That's interesting. And it's really really good. Uh, okay, so we moved Downton Abbey on. I think I think yeah, Joss Whedon, you're nice smart man, but it's Downton Abbey for me. You would shout out creators. Game of Thrones versus Lost. What? <laughs> this is literally everybody's been listening to this podcast until now for this. No, nobody's listening anymore. Uh, <laughs> HBO, eight seasons, question mark. 73 episodes. They're like an hour-ish or an hour and a half. Uh, an American fantasy drama television series adapted from A Song of Ice and Fire, George R.R. R. Martin's series of fantasy novels, which ran out in what, season five? Uh I think he finished them now. No, but right. I'm saying I, I, the show oh, left the books. Yeah, I believe season, season five when, or six. Yeah. When ha-ha. Uh, yeah, when ha-ha, it was around season five or six. Before ha came ha-ha. Yes, okay. correct. Um, so, <laughs> great. Uh, it's set on the fictional continents of Westeros and Essos. Uh, Game of Thrones has several plots and a large ensemble cast and follows several story arcs. <laughs> that is really the best way to sum that up. It's about a hundred people and their hundred stories uh, all at once. It's about a throne and who's going to sit on it. Well, and each of those characters, not to confuse you further, but they each have like three different names. So yeah, uh, that's correct. There are Lost, dragons. Similar, Lost is in America. Uh, it's Hulu. I think it was ABC. It was on Hulu, six seasons, which man felt like longer. One hundred twenty-two episodes. Each one is about an hour with commercials. Uh, Lost is an American drama television series contains elements of supernatural and science fiction follows the survivors of a commercial jet airliner flying between sydney and la after the plane crashes on a mysterious island somewhere in the pacific ocean uh south pacific the story is told in a heavily serialized manner episodes typically feature a primary storyline set on the island augmented by flashback or flashback sequences (laughs) or flash forward sequences which provide additional insight into the involved characters um both of those descriptions are so garbage. Well, because there's not much you can say. Right. So I I watched Game of Thrones, and then um, at about like season three or four, I'm like, listen, I'm not retaining any of this because I watched it like I watch a lot of TV on my phone, right. and I made a rule that I was I went back and rewatched Game of Thrones without my phone. I paid like actual attention to every hour of TV. I still missed, I would say, this is just me being honest with myself. I 20% of it, if not more, probably went over my head. Yeah. Uh, I listened to content that augmented my watching of it. Shout out binge mode. Um, still was like, I think I know what they're talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of small things in Game of Thrones that like are hard to keep track of. But when you compare it to Lost, there's a million things that happen and never come back. So it's kind of the thing that these two have in common are that some of the fun to be had in watching it when you're watching it was like theorizing about what was happening of like, oh, I think this is going to happen or like, oh, they're leading up to this. And um, similarly with Game of Thrones and in Lost, a lot of fans felt like they put more time into their theories than ultimately the show put into its endings. Right. True. So they both... I mean, I think if you look back at season finales of popular shows, I think these two are like one and two for yeah. the ones that Worst. got the most 
like, oh man. Yeah. I know a couple people who like the lost ending. I don't know anybody who liked Game of Thrones at the end. No, yeah, I don't think anybody was happy with the ending of Game of Thrones. The lost ending is more subjective in theory. It's more uh, like a Sopranos letdown ending. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd move lost on to the next round. Wow. Here's because, the thing. Okay, Here's go ahead. Thing. This is about what you want to sit down and binge. And that's where it's tricky because Game of Thrones is that show that if you've never seen it, like me, Breaking Bad, I'm going to go do that as soon as I'm finished with this podcast, which will be in the next 15 hours or so. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and watch Breaking Bad because I've never seen it. Game of Thrones, you should do that. I wouldn't say that with Lost because it's so far out of the zeitgeist that at this point, like, nobody's making a Lost reference that you're going to not get, you know? That's but, fair. I, but, I, but I think that but, the... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Well, I was just going to say, but, like, the show that I could sit down, push play on, and, like, have to see every episode and, like, are you still watching on Netflix is Lost because at the end of each episode, they play that friggin' trombone sound and you're like, what the hell happens now? And you just want to see it. Lost was the first show that I that I binge watched and stayed up until four and was like, I know I can't, I know I shouldn't do this. It was when I was in college. Yeah. And I remember totally. being like, we can't, we can't, we can't, but I have to. Like, I totally. have to. I cannot not see the next episode. You've got to know what Ben's doing in that weird house. You've got to yes. know. Yeah, it's just like there's so others. much that happens. The others, what are they doing? Like, what do the numbers mean? What's happening? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so confusing. I don't know if watching it with in the back of your mind, knowing that you might not get any answers to that. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if during the time, if somebody had told me like, this is not going to pay off the way you really want it to. Uh, I don't know if I would have, I think I still, it's still episode to episode was enjoyable television. Game of Thrones. I think I spent a lot of time following stories and worrying about making sure I knew where everybody was so that I was prepared. And then I felt like I put in so much work to it and then was just like, Oh, I didn't need to know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like lost at least was every minute of it was enjoyable. Game of Thrones got there. Game of Thrones. I loved the the like six, like seventh season. I think I really liked, I think I really loved like four and five. I think were the, were great, but like, they're long episodes and there's moments where you're like, oh man, I don't remember. I don't remember. Plus there's just a lot of like, every, oh, you like this character? They're dead now. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Uh, uh, it's man, really it hard. Was, and the more really, I talk about it, I don't want really to. Was. Well, it was a, it's the same thing as Breaking Bad. It's and the wire even. It's like, it's a cultural touchstone that you need to watch. Lost was that too. It was just 2005. It was early. Um, and so, man, it's so impossible, but I think I agree that we have to move on Lost. Which I don't sucks know. Because Game of Thrones <laughs> took out Game of Thrones in the first round of the I'm, bracket. It was insane. I'm being, a brat. I'm being a brat because the ending really pissed me off and it was recent. Yeah. Like the ending of Lost really made me mad, but I'm like, it was so long ago that I'm like, oh, it was still a good show. I bet I'll feel about Game of Thrones the way I feel about Lost now in a I few years. If you ask me which one would I rather restart today, the answer is Lost. Me too. Because so. I restarted Game of Thrones and I'm still like, mm. yeah. All right, okay. man. Wow. Man. Wow. Uh, True Blood versus The Affair. I have thoughts on The Affair. Uh, yeah. True Blood, HBO, seven seasons, eighty episodes, an hour each. Uh, small town Louisiana waitress Suki Stackhouse. God, what a name. Uh, 
what's her name? The actress? Uh, her name is Anna Paquin. Yes. Uh, she's viewed as an oddball by her friends and neighbors because she can read the minds of those around her. doesn't exactly help her reputation, though, when she falls for Bill Compton, a 173-year-old vampire who has come out of the coffin along with many of his undead comrades now that a new synthetic blood has made it possible for vampires to survive without preying on humans. Still, the conservative locals aren't wild about mortal vampire liaisons, especially Sookie's boss, Sam Merlot, who carries a torch for her. Six Feet Under creator. I was just going to say, the show reminds me of Six Feet Under in that mm. I didn't watch it and I bet I'd really like it. Um, Alan Ball is behind the series adaptation of the best-selling novels by Charlene Harris. The Affair, showtime again, five seasons, 53 episodes, an hour each. Um, it explores the emotional psychological effects of two affairs. Young diner waitress Allison and her husband Cole are struggling personally and financially. Cole played by Pacey. Um, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Personally and financially in the wake of a tragedy. Noah, um, a settled teacher and would-be novelist, is summering at his in-laws Hamptons estate with his wife Helen and four kids. When Noah meets Allison, they begin an affair for her. He's a welcome escape for him. She's a pretty distraction, but the tryst eventually ends two marriages, one that was already a bit shaky, the other that was on solid ground. I watched the first season of The Affair. I loved the way they, I don't remember now, but I think it would be in the same episode. They would yeah. tell a story, and then they would tell the story again from an, the other character's perspective. I loved that, too. I remember it seeing so it. First smart. Being I remember like, being like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Most other shows you're seeing from, you've got to tell them from one angle. Um, this show managed to tell them from two without making it too sticky. It wasn't like, ooh, we're do now from the other side. Right. And there were moments where you would see, like, he walks away from a conversation and you'd see that something crazy happens in his life right after that. But the side that you had just seen, they did. I imagine storyboarding this show was impossible. Yeah. Like, knowing when. Shot it, well, just shooting it because they shot, probably shot both sides of the scene. It's crazy. And they had to like know when to reveal certain information and how that plays in an episode. And if we did that first, would that affect the way it plays out later? It it was a very well-made first season of TV. Yeah, really good. The second season or perhaps the third. You guys are really learning what a garbage heap my brain is. <laughs> um, I I watched like a couple episodes of it and was like, I'm done with this. I also quit around that time. Was it the um, second season? I think it was the third because the second okay. season is the first time that you that the device that you were talking about is when you see it from other perspectives than you're used to. Ah, okay. Okay. I think you're right. And I, I just was remember like, oh shit, we're gonna get some other stuff and then whatever uh, season starts where we're incredibly focused on Noah. Yeah. Teaching the third season. That's when I was like, no. Third season. Third season, it might get a lot better, of, but I don't. Yeah, I haven't finished it. I do intend to go back. I really like Ruth Wilson and um, yeah, everybody in that show. The acting is really good. Really good. And it was just really like good. extremely bingeable. Did like, you I think watch I watched the whole thing in one night. I think it was that like yeah. 4 a.m. You can sleep now. And I was like, I just want to know what happens next. Yeah, I did too. Uh, True Blood, did you watch it? I have never seen True Blood. Me neither. But reading that description, it's such a smart idea for a show. It is. Like, it's basically saying vamp. It's like, it sounds like, and I don't know, it sounds like they're dealing essentially with racism through yeah, vampires. Totally. I um, put this in here for Ashley. I know that she has strong feelings for True Blood and really likes oh, it. Oh, really? She likes, um, she likes a lot of shows that I would never watch. Yeah. 
<laughs> she got really into Riverdale. We just have yeah. very different. She likes a lot of the like fantasy. She was big on. She wouldn't have. She'd be pissed at us. She's gonna be mad at us for all of it. She'd be pissed about Game of Thrones being out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can't tell her. Nobody tell Ashley what happened here. <laughs> yeah, this is. We'll call this Ashley. Don't listen. We'll be the name of the <laughs> Um, are you you're highlighting it? So you're gonna eliminate True Blood. I think I we would, eliminated True Blood. I would eliminate the affair. Really. Yeah, I don't know. I was so disappointed by that third season. I was just like, what? And then I got well, mad at it. I, watching. I can only speak from experience, but I feel like the fact that I've seen the first couple seasons of The Affair and I know that I binged the hell out of the first two, that like I can, I feel good about recommending. Yeah, this is watched, like, let's take a minute and recognize we've watched so much content. Really a lot of television. I'm thinking about now, like I went back and started to watch Six Feet Under Something happened in my life. I stopped watching it. I don't remember. I went back and watched, what's the HBO uh, Western? Deadwood? Yep. I was thinking about putting Deadwood on this list. I haven't seen enough of it. I watched a couple seasons of that. Like, um, yeah, there's so much. It's really wild. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen True Blood, so I really can't move it on, but I would over The Affair. But if you vote The Affair, we can we can get rid I'm of True Blood. voting for The Affair. Okay. All right. We made oh my it. God, we got to the first round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next matchup going back to the first division is, would it be just the fir- those two against each other? Weeds versus Kirby Enthusiasm. It wouldn't be Weeds versus Dexter? No. We didn't make an actual bracket. No, because look at the bracket above it. Oh, I can't see it. It's too small. Okay, so you're. I'm trusting you. It's weeds versus curb your enthusiasm. Wow, that's tough. It's curb. Really? I think it's curb. Yeah. You could binge. Here's my question. You could binge. I love curb. You could binge 98 episodes of Curb in a row. Uh, Christmas this year, um, my family didn't really do anything. We sat on the couch and watched TV and. Maybe it just says something about my family, but like we were doing that thing where we're endlessly scrolling through stuff, trying to find something to watch. Yeah. And then uh, somebody put on HBO and it was a curb marathon. Uh-huh. And then like six hours had passed. Like it's just yeah. so funny. I, there are seasons of curb that I could watch from start to finish. Like the producer's season with Ben Stiller. I think mm. it's like three or four. I could watch that one from start to finish. I don't know but. if I can do ten. I'm not going to do ten seasons in a in a row. Is that what we're saying? You got to just like straight. Yeah, I guess. This binge. is a bit about binging. So, like, I love Curb, and I would I would watch an episode of Curb at any time. But if I'm going to choose a show that I'm going to sit down and watch from start to finish, I would choose Weeds. I just when I'm making, if I were to make a list of like shows I'd recommend to people, I wouldn't remember to say Weeds. I wouldn't either, but I think that's why it's interesting. Mm. Like, like, I'm going Curb. You're going curb. Mm-hmm. Because we have a, to wrap this, this podcast up. This is where a third person really helps. I think well, I, she would just go, I'm not going to pick. I've never seen either. And she also yeah. would pick weed. Yeah. Do you want that to be our tiebreaker? I think we can assume what Ashley's opinion would be on most of these. And I think okay. she would have said You think she, Ashley would pick weeds? Because she, she hates her. her. All right. I'm, I'm willing to play by these rules. Bullshit. But all, all right. right. Weeds moves on. Uh, 30 Rock versus Dexter? Ah, uh, yeah. I want to quit. I don't want to do this, this anymore. Sucks. 30 Rock versus Dexter? This is such a tough question. 30 Rock. 
You didn't finish Dexter, you said. No, I didn't. Did, and did while I know? thought it was good and while I thought it was interesting, if we're moving weeds on, we have to move 30 Rock on. Well, it's not about the other players in the game. Yes, it is, Timmy. About, well, we need a short, fun, 30-minute, like, we just watch this real quick. You can okay. stop when you want and do other things. You can get back into it. It's funny. It's well-written. Yeah, I mean, I for me, the vote is always going to be 30 Rock. But Dexter really is a truly great bingeable show. Sure, and they've heard you say it, and so we move 30 Rock on. Okay. Sopranos, Sopranos, Sopranos oh we go. versus the Americans. Oh, Italians versus Americans, tale as old as time. Um, I I would say the Sopranos. The Americans is underrated, but like we were saying before, the thing that's going to carry the Sopranos deep into this bracket is that it's one of those things that, like, you got to have seen it. You have to at least try it. You got to try it. You got to try it. The Americans is like, maybe you could argue, if you wanted, I'm not saying it, I haven't seen it, a better show or it's more interesting or better written or better characters. You, it's just, it, you'll have, you'll have more things you can participate in from your knowledge of the Sopranos than the Americans. The Americans is like an under the radar, definitely go watch it, but I've never seen it, so I can't move it on. I'm in. Okay. Um, The Wire. Mad Men. Jesus Christ. It sucks. Mad Men, I binged in its entirety. Yeah. Uh, the Wire, I'm going to. Yeah. This is, uh, a, this is such a tough question because they're both landmarks of their time. Mad Men being a couple of years after. I think it started a couple of years after The Wire. The ending of Mad Men was a weird one. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm picking The Wire. Okay. Um, it was ahead of its time. It's a, the older show of the two. It is. But I think it holds up. Well, they both hold up. But like it, it, it's, it's a, to its credit that it's still worth watching. Yeah, this um, is an impossible decision. I mean, Mad Men, I remember the same thing. Like staying up, wanting, needing to watch the next episode. Um, but... The other thing about Mad Men is that there are so many episodes of it. The seasons seasons were longer. I think they were originally like 20 episode seasons. A lot of episodes. 13 episodes, 14 episodes. And it's so good. It is very good. I think we moved the wire on. The wire. Wow. Okay. Um... Shit's Creek versus Parks and Rec. Wow. Parks and Rec. Yeah. I think where we talk these to death and then I'm like, if you just trust your gut, like my, I'm just saying my gut first, we'll start there, making my pick and then we can discuss, but I think it's Parks and Rec. I think it is too. I mean, Parks and Rec, Shit's Creek is fantastic, but Parks and Rec is, is more of that like zeitgeist show that if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Yeah, similar to the Americans in that it's like, oh, a lot of people don't know about this, and it's actually sneaky, very, very good. Um, But Parks and Rec. It's it's also, especially for now, it's like a super heartwarming show and really makes you, I mean, Schitt's Creek is heartwarming too, but Parks and Rec does a great job at that. Okay, Parks and Rec. I am so exhausted. Yeah, this is Uh, a lot. The Office... And break. 
It's breakdown. Because if we're Is going really? by yeah, because if we're going by the bit, like I like The Office because I can watch three episodes go to bed. I can later, oh, I'm going to put on my favorite episode. It's completely out of order, but I'm going to go back and watch that one. Like I like watching it a lot. It's it's similar to Rick and Morty. Like I'll put it on and be like, love this episode, but I'm not like, I need to focus. I need to watch this. I'm. It's sucking me in. It's like I'm laughing. I'm entertained by it, but I'm not sucked into the story. Well, uh, I think here's the thing that I would ask you, and I can't speak to this for Breaking Bad. For The Office, imagine you had never seen The Office and you're watching yeah, but- it and it's end of season two and like Pam and Jim do mm-mm-mm and you're mm. like, oh, shit, I need to see season three. Crack cocaine is what he was saying. Mm-mm-mm. Pam, <laughs> uh, once Pam and Jim do crack cocaine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I get it. I'm like, the, And they do that in their comedy way. But like Breaking Bad is such a bingeable show you finish it and you're like i need another i need another i need another okay it's so good that's so hard i i haven't seen it so i will keep you posted but man the office i watch the office more than most other shows same here uh breaking bad to me Break. binging now's right. the time to do that you can watch the office in piecemeal at night when you come home from work forever uh, Breaking Bad is like, you want to sit down and watch these seasons, 62 episodes, bang them out right now. The office, you can scatter throughout your life and you won't be like, oh no, I can't keep track. It's just like, oh, I'm just laughing. Okay. Breaking Bad is like, like you got to sit, it's appointment. You have to like sit down and intend to do it. All right. Uh, Veep versus Veep. Downton Abbey. Wow. I can't speak to Downton Abbey. I'd vote Veep. You I, think I, would, I think Downton Abbey is probably more like drama binge in the sense that like you want to see the next episode, whereas Veep at the end of the episode, like you want to see the next episode, but you could also stop it. But I, I recently re-binged Veep and I, I, I can't remember if I watched so much of it at once out of like, I have nothing else to do or out of, I need to see it. It's less I need to see it, but it is so funny that I think Veep moves on. Yeah, I think it's one of the funniest shows. It's so good. All right, Veep moves on. Flying through it. Proud of us. Oh, God. Lost versus The Affair. Lost. Yeah, it's Lost. Lost is going to get far. I think Lost. I think Lost might be... The one here. I, uh, I, I'm considering going back and rewatching Lost. Lost. That's the thing. I've 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 never actually gotten into the binge, but I've gotten like the first. I started season one, episode one, and I get to like the third or fourth episode, and I'm like, this is where this will take a turn. Do you want to be up until five every night or not? Yeah. And I stop myself, but hmm. that's why it's that's why it advances. It is that bingeable. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. We've made it to the Elite Eight. Weeds versus 30 Rock. The Sopranos versus The Wire. Parks and Rec versus Breaking Bad. And Beep versus Lost. Ay, ay, ay. Why do yeah. we do that? It's, this is the stupidest bracket. Why did we do this? I don't know. I, don't I thought we'd finish and then we do the ad before the voicemail. No. We, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it now. You need a break. I think we should take a break. We need to drink a, a stress seltzer. 
stress seltzer. It sounds great. You don't call it seltzer. What do you call it? No, I call it seltzer. You do? Do you call it seltzer? Yeah, or you call it like seltzer water. I don't usually call it seltzer water. Well, yes, you do. It's what all your friends do, so. (laughs) Okay. Holy cow. All right. uh, We're going to wrap this up soon. But (laughs) before we do that, this podcast is also brought to you by – God, I do it every time, (laughs) Jason. Also brought to you by me undies. Uh, do I? Please don't make me. Do I have to sing alone in you, my apartment? You sure do. You have the ability to play music. I do. Oh man. Uh, okay. All right. What is it? Well, because nothing compares to this strange moment. That we're I knew it. I knew it. I knew <laughs> that I was going to come back up, and I knew it would be in the most uncomfortable situation. This is an impossible. Okay. Nothing compares to you. Originally by Prince, performed by Sinead O'Connor. You can hear that? Yeah. Why would you need an undie membership? (laughs) Honestly, because it's fine. It's an easy way to give your future self <laughs> a present each month. <laughs> a membership with me undies is full of perks. La- oh, like site-wide savings, early access. And free shipping. And new ridiculously soft undies delivered to your door each month, each month. That's how it works. Cause building your undie collection, building your undie collection makes you really cool. <laughs> oh god the words to the song uh it also makes your life just a tad easier i'm at the wrong part of the song <laughs> more undies equals less laundry it's science <laughs> you've probably heard me undies are the softest undies to ever grace your nethers that's because they're made with micromodal (laughs) (laughs) what the heck is that It's a magical, sustainable, soft as head fabric made from trees. Yes, trees that make your pants feel like they're floating on a cloud. They're designed to be designed to be the softest thing you've ever put on your body. Anybody? I think it's just to hold that note. <laughs> oh, it's a musical interlude. My God. What a choice of a song, Jay. While we're in this break. 
<laughs> um, let me just say that they are, uh, they're fabric made from trees. It makes your bits feel like they're floating on a cloud. They're going to be the softest thing you've ever put on your body and uh, offered in a range of sizes from XS to 4XL. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. Any first-time purchases, you get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You know? I do know. To get your fifteen percent off of your first order, free shipping, a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. Go to meundies.com/slash/nolan. Yeah, that's uh, meundies.com/slash/nolan. MeHoney.com MeHoney.com Slash Nolan Can we be done? Can we we be be done? done. I live in a We live in a society And I live in an apartment And the thing about self-containment Is that everybody else here is also self-containing And so when you're screaming To a track It's just Let's finish this bracket, shall we? Let's finish the bracket. How is this going to be the longest podcast we've ever done? I can't tell you. Um, yeah, I recommend binge watching this podcast. You won't have time to watch any of these. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first matchup. What is it, Jay? Weeds versus Thirty Rock. Hmm. It's tough. I remember really liking Weeds. Um, opposite of what you said earlier, it takes place in a lot of different settings. There's a lot of moving around. It's uh, it's like dry and it's funny and biting, but also a serious show. It's very unique. Mm. Uh, I'm again the thing that I keep coming back to. I haven't really thought about it recently. Yeah, Thirty Rock so, is always pretty top of mind. I mean, to bring back a point that you brought up earlier, Showtime, you're getting boobs and butts and swearing. Mm, that's true. 30, you're, not 30 rock. you're not getting any of that. But to its credit, it's kind of why it's amazing that it's so good. That's true. That is true. I think I would pick if I were saying to someone right now, which is the logic I'm going to use in this final round. Okay. Like, could I binge this or this? I would say binge 30 rock. I agree. All right. Goodbye, weeds. Bye, weeds. Uh, next round is what? The Sopranos versus The Wire. It was tough. This is this is unfair. Yeah, this is impossible. This is the age-old debate. Well, let's look at episodes. There's 86 episodes of The Sopranos. There's 60 episodes of The Wire. That's true. Uh, they're each an hour. I think. I think. Go ahead. I think the choice is The Sopranos. I was going to say I think it's The Wire. I feel like but that's having not seen it. That's me being like, I got to watch this. I just know that I have a burning desire to watch the wire, but go ahead. I think that, I think the show that you have to see is the Sopranos. It's also the wire, but yeah, that's good. This is good. Jay, you're doing good. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, okay, fine. I'll flip. I'm, I'm good with the wire. I think the wire so the is wire move on. We're going to get yelled at no matter what. And the last Let's time we started talking about it, the more people are just going to feel stupid. You can't argue with us if we just say we did it because we've rolled a dice. The wire. And it's the wire. Next matchup. Parks and Rec versus Breaking Bad. I think I go with Breaking Bad here. 
I know I've said Parks and Rec is fun and light and feel good. Um, but I think that Breaking Bad, it's really the perfect bingeable show. It's made for this. I got to go watch it. You have to. It's five seasons. Like, it's made for this. Um, five seasons I'm finding is my sweet spot because The Wire also has five seasons. Um, okay. It's, it's just really a good story. I think you're right. I think, I mean, I look, I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, but Parks and Rec. My thoughts on Park and Rec, Parks and Rec are a lot like um, the, the, my thoughts on The Office. It's like I can throw on a Parks and Rec or two at night. Yeah. Binging in this time, in this current situation that we're in, quarantined, is for stuff that like, oh, I could never do that when I have a full-time job and like a bunch of shit I got to do. Like it's very hard to watch Breaking Bad in like two episode chunks every night. Yep. So like on that basis alone, I should have gotten rid of 30 Rock, but um, I'm also just, that's how I'm getting rid of Parks and Rec. Okay. I'm with it. Uh, Next one is... Veep versus Lost. Oh boy. For enjoyability, if we're talking about enjoying yourself, it's Veep. (laughs) We're not though. I know. It's Lost. The answer is Lost. Is it? Yeah, Lost is the, is the best show to binge. Every Until episode ends, end. and you want to watch the next one. Yeah, it was made to be like, what happens next? It's so great at that. God, it's so great at that. I love Lost. I want to restart Lost. I like. I know myself, and I'll restart Lost before I go watch Breaking Bad, just because I know how good it is. Really? Yikes. Okay. I think it's got to be lost. I, love, here. Veep. I okay. love Veep too. Final four: Thirty Rock, The Wire, Breaking Bad, okay. Lost. Okay. Well, let's just leave it at that. Go binge those. You want to win? The Wire's going to win. The Wire's going to win. Thirty Rock versus The Wire and Breaking Bad versus Lost. But I mean, I'm also falling victim to it's not best shows. It's like most bingeable. I think Lost is the most bingeable show. I think Lost is too. I mean, I think it's uh, Breaking Bad or, or Lost are the most bingeable show. Well, so we know in 30 Rock versus The Wire, The Wire takes it. And then Breaking Bad versus Lost. It's a I conversation have... I don't want to have. So what if... All right, there you have it, what guys. If we <laughs> the final four and then we have them vote to pick which one's the winner. Yeah, go on, go on Reddit. Tell us which one you'd pick. Breaking Bad? No, sorry. I just can't do this anymore. I'm also, my brain is uh, keeps wandering to the fact, like, we haven't discussed any specific episodes or moments. Like, this was a podcast about nothing, and I don't know why anybody would listen to it. But listen, uh, we're, we're, we're just trying to give you something to give you a semblance of normalcy. Uh, we've got a lot going on, a lot of, like, ba- emails back and forth about what if we have a show. There's a lot. So sorry that this was a long podcast and not that great. It was more for us than for you. It was for for all of us. It was mostly for us. Do we have time for another voicemail? Let's do one more voicemail. Okay. Okay. Yo, it's Mariah. Yay! I'm sitting here watching the Lion King remake. Because what else would I be doing on a Monday night? And it just made me think of a question. 
do all animals speak the same language but just speak with different dialects? Or do all animals actually speak different languages? And if you're still listening to this, why is it that animals can understand humans, but humans cannot understand animals? That's all. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> My question to you, Mariah. What how was, do you go to? How was the trip? <laughs> Oh my God. Mariah was at the gym. Uh, it is a great question. Let's. Do you want to answer it silly or do you want to think through it logically? Because logically, language is a construct. It's a creation. It's something we came up with to be able to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's regional. So different areas have different languages. Um, so like all not all cheetahs probably speak the same language they might speak different, different dialects of cheetahs well but I, here's the other thing i think it's i think they're they don't speak at all well they communicate through sound just like yeah. i bet pre-humans all grunted in the same they all maybe put a different accent on it, but they were a grunt was a grunt. It meant it had like 18 different meanings depending on the context. There was probably local words or like sounds and then international sounds too. Like with us, a scream is a universally a scream. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I think that's word. what it is. It's like a whisper is a whisper. A scream is a scream. I think that's animals. Yeah. Maybe Whereas, dolphins they use like echo. Yeah, it's different Appreciate underwater. That's what um, that's the that is the premise of uh, of Little Mermaid. Yes, under the sea. It's different underwater. I think that individual species probably can communicate with each other, but not with other species. I think they can. I think if you can communicate with a lemur, you can communicate with a crow. Also, that's I, a lyric from the Pocahontas song. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. I communicate with lemurs. I like I don't think a dog can talk to a cat. They, they they absolutely do like nonverbal communication. Nonverbal, but I'm talking about like like you think when a dog barks at another dog, it's it's actually us hearing bark, but they're saying like hello. I hope so, man. That I don't world. think so at all. How, how great of a world would that be? They're just indicating like ah ah ah. Yeah, I think you're. And then you right. interpret it. It's a lot. Of it is. It gets confusing when it's like, why can why do we think animals can understand us? Mm, they we're can. like stay i know they do i think it's just that we make more sophisticated sounds than other animals make right not all animals a lot of animals oh i guess maybe that's that's now proving your point like a bird having a different sound like a yeah i think birds are the best example of animals having languages that their other animals can understand that maybe other animals can't and another thing about birds like humans also dicks. Wow. <laughs> and they have them or they just are them? They are dicks. Okay. Birds are dicks and most humans also dicks. Ending the podcast on an uplifting note. <laughs> Mariah, here's my answer. I'm going to go to the gym and I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh man, how are we all going to make sure we're able to go to the gym? Yeah, we're going to have to I'm talk about that. Put that on my list. Okay. Uh, 
guys, you knew it was coming. That's it for this week's edition of Sports. Uh, shout out to LinkedIn, Untuck It, and MeUndies. I'm deeply sorry, not only to them, but to you. Um, also, shout out to Stu Prodigy with Stu Gots. It's the magical experience of Stu Gots in the easy take-home size of a podcast. Fun size. Go listen to that wherever you listen to your podcasts, which you're going to be doing a lot of. Uh, and big thanks to you guys for listening now and again later when you get home. Um, on a, Well, you're home, so it's, just keep it on a loop. In the background of your home, you know, now that you don't have a commute doesn't mean that you don't have to listen to just lit, just listen to it. We love you. Stay safe out there. Uh, Or you can always leave us a nice review wherever you listen to this podcast, which by the way, we read and we love them like this one from yo eight, nine, four, eight, four, seven. That says, if you want good takes on sports, et cetera, plus Jay's opinion, <laughs> then this is for you. If great athletes are the cherry on top, then stop reading and start listening. The, quote, light hits the moon on the grave and Seal himself won't tell me otherwise. <laughs> I love that review. It's my favorite review. That's a good one. Uh, and lastly, don't forget, you can always... Leave up a voicemail. Sure. At 860-506-5571. I miss Ashley. Say goodbye, Jay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Wash your hands. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.